listening to this podcast right now. Do you want to hear a fucking podcast about anything and everything? Yeah. Like movies, oh my music, God. television, and more? Oh my God. Well, you've come to the right place. Yes. Subscribe to Journey into Comics Network, and you get Podcastrophe, oh hosted God. by me, yes. Dick. Why not throw a couple bucks to the Patreon? It's your yes. choice. Yeah. This is a Podcastrophe. That sounds so awesome. The following, following. The following. Is a journey into comics. 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 Network. 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 Production. Production. Nice night. Mm-hmm. Pizza dude's got thirty seconds. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode two of Foodies Watching Movies. I'm your host, Nate, today joined, as always, by my with my co-host, Veronica. How you doing? I'm doing good. Cool. Uh, we're doing a bizarre podcast because our third guy isn't here. Uh, poor boy can't make it. Mm-hmm. He's going to live tweet the movie we're actually starting right now that I should probably hit play on. Uh, yeah, we're s- watching... Uh, go ahead and tell him. I was going to give it to you. Oh, well, we're watching the original Batman from 1989. It was yeah. Tim Burton. And we also have a special guest with us today. We've got Brando from Journey into Comics. Hey, how's it going? And also Game Addicts and also Journey into Wrestling. And yeah. also so formerly of Sort of Live. And uh, I think that's <laughs> been it. Yeah, <laughs> right. As far as I know. Uh, you've done all the shows. The uh, remote is the little one. There you go. You got it. I always forget. Remotes. She even said something. Should we turn this down? You yeah, go, I, I said, should we turn the movie down? I didn't down? realize it was that up, up. Wow. We also have another guest, um, and he gets to do his best to be himself. The, the most himself he's ever been because yeah. the Silent Rob is Silent on. Rob is here. Um, but he's going to remain silent and just chill. <laughs> yeah. So uh, He's just relaxing while we watch Batman. And Nate's eating some pizza. You know, this is foodies watching movies, so there's got to be some food involved. And I'm using my fiery Hot Ones hot sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, the from- bottle is now almost completely empty, and it's been about two weeks since you got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's safe to say it's pretty tasty. It's really hot and delicious, and it has ghost peppers and pineapple and tasty stuff. It's really a great hot sauce. It goes well with everything. Mm-hmm. Brando, you tried it. What are your thoughts? It, you know, it was pretty good. I mean, it, it has a like a... I don't know. I kind of think the second one had a little more kick to it. Oh, the second one that he tried today was the. <laughs> go ahead and tell me. The Doyle's Made in Hell hot sauce, yeah. and uh, that that one's fifty thousand Scovels, so it is definitely a spicier. This one's only about fourteen thousand, so it's it's spicy, but it's not. But the Doyle's hot sauce is different because it has a lot of oregano in it, so it kind of takes on a pizza sauce quality mm-hmm. to it. And it's less vinegary. It's more tomato-based. Right, right. I don't particularly enjoy eating hot sauce because I get terrible heartburn when I have spicy things, but I did try the Doyle's hot sauce, and I really liked that. Yeah. And the Hot Ones was really good as well because it has that like fruity, pineapple flavor to it. First appearance, train of my existence i heard it i heard a train get out of my life well we are you know in northwest indiana with lots of trains yeah that's true so the entire (laughs) intro of this movie has been the bat symbol right yeah they're just going around it it's so okay so like the one thing that i must say is that like to talk about the movie for just a second do you so you guys had this on vhs no, this on Blu-ray. I mean, I, no, I, I did, did. Did you have yeah. it? On I did yeah, have it on VHS. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Do you the feel, black box with the yellow. Do you feel like woefully like 
incomplete without seeing like the Diet Coke commercial. Yes. <laughs> and then like the uh, like the Warner Brothers um, ball cap little short they did with the Looney Tunes. Yes. Yeah. I totally would watch that every yeah. single time. The Diet Coke oh. commercial was when Batman went into the Batcave at the beginning. Mm. Or was that something about... Well, Alfred was on the phone. That's right. It was the... F- He's like, it seems to me that we're down to our last Diet Coke. <laughs> I'll be sending some out for some more. He'll be in a black car. <laughs> yeah, see, I feel like what you miss with like Blu-rays and stuff just automatically starting is that nostalgia vibe. Like When we watched Ninja Turtles for our first show we did for Foodies, um, we were talking about how at the beginning of the VHS there's this one very iconic commercial that every kid kind of just related to. The Pizza Hut baseball commercial. Yeah, on the VHS. At the very end of the VHS, they also had a commercial for the uh, animated tapes. I do remember that. Because I am the one kid that I remember that would always watch all the credits for the Turtles movie. For the the first one. Because you had the T-U-R-T-L-T powered rap. That sounded like it was the guy that did the same rap for Ghostbusters too. Yes, it was so dope. And then then you have the... Because, okay, so Turtles was originally made like in like 87, 88. It Mm -hmm. took forever to come out. Right. So like some of the music they got for it were... It's a couple years older. But they got this song that was so 80s. And it, but it was like, uh, like had a lot of like a lot of bass. It was called uh, like like nine point nine five. And they even mention it like when they when the two kiss. You know, I think Don, like Donnie says nine point nine five, and they're playing yeah. that song. Yeah. And then at the very <laughs> after T U R T L T power rap, then they go into nine point nine five, and I would sing those songs and dance around, and then yeah. they would show the commercial for the cartoon because I'm like I'm watching the cartoon. Not really. Early oh, cool. CGI. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and Batman. And it's amazing looking. Yeah, the shadow silhouette. Ugh. What I love about this movie is how, well, obviously it's Burton-esque because it's Tim Burton doing it, but I love all of his like early stuff that he did, like Edward Scissorhands and the, uh, you know Batman. It's so goth and just like creepy, and I love it. Well, the cool thing with this is that he, this movie isn't overly Burton. Right. It's you know- it's surreal. It's super surreal. The imagery, the makeup, just like the yeah. people in general. They, he does enough with it for like okay, it, you could probably guess that Burton directed this. There's enough in there, that right? I mean, know. it's not like it's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory yes. Burton. Yes. It's not like over the top like Alice in Wonderland Burton. This is more of a realistic, gritty, dark. You know, it also doesn't Burton. have that blue tone. Mm. A lot of Burton oh, films yeah. do the blue tone. And you know what I'm talking about. I mean, Edward yeah. Scissorhands had it. I think uh, Batman Returns actually has a lot of blue. Well, see, tone. I was going to say is that when you turn on Batman Returns, it almost seems like it's a, like a sequel to Edward Scissorhands at first. Right. It's different. It has a different vibe to it mm-hmm. and a different feel. You're right. It, see, the, and, and that's when he they wanted him to come back to the sequel. And he was nervous because he'd never done a sequel before. Mm-hmm. So one reason how they sold it on him because they didn't want to lose their director. Right, this, the guy that gave him this, right, that gave him their big, their like their big summer blockbuster. Right, so and you know, just... Batman Returns was great. Yes, I loved that movie. I mean, Danny DeVito as Penguin and Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. Oh my God, perfect casting. You know, the one reason why they got him to make it is they said, "Well, just make it a Tim Burton movie. Don't make it a Batman movie." Mm-hmm. So that's why it tonally comes off different. This, he's trying to get some of the. He, he tries to mix the tones a little bit because he's definitely trying to go for that Dark Knight Returns vibe. Yeah. That darker feel. But yeah, but they still wanted a, an action blockbuster they wanted that, that was going to be appealing to and, everybody. And then they also have like some of that old 1940s gangster. 
yeah. look with the trench yeah. coat and the hats. But yeah. Then, but then the cars all look 80s. So it's like this huge... <laughs> this Vicky movie, Vale's giant blonde hair. Yeah. This movie kind of sits off in its own little tone, whereas Batman Returns kind of has its more goth feel than Forever kind of has its more neon right, feel. And right. then Batman and Robin takes that to the next level further. Cartoon. But, the, but then all the cars <laughs> look from the 1940s. So, mm-hmm. like, it, this first movie... It does a really good job, even though it has sequels, of yeah. standing off by itself completely. Mm-hmm. This is something that never happened. Mm-hmm. The Two-Face, played by Billy D. Williams. Oh, yeah. Harvey Dent. Really cool to put this in in the first movie, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because in Batman, throughout the comics, you have like characters that are around before they ever become anything else. Before they Correct. Change, before they metamorphosize into something else completely. You know what I really enjoyed about this movie, too? As a superhero movie, it wasn't shoving plotline and villain after villain after villain mm-hmm. into one movie. This had the Joker, mm-hmm. you know? And it did, I mean, Batman Returns when you had the Penguin and Catwoman together. But that was still done really well. But then when you start getting into, like, the later movies, like, it's just, okay, well, let's just throw this villain in here. Let's just throw this villain in here. These plots have nothing to do with each other. Let's just do it anyway. I mean, I'm pretty sure Batman and Robin was the first superhero movie to ever include three villains in one film, um, with Mister Freeze, Poison, uh, Ivy. Poison Ivy, and Bane, and Bane. Um, which had some hilarious editing flaws when you originally watched it. Uh, now, could you, in 1989, or probably 87 when they were casting for this, have casted a better Jack Napier slash Joker? No, he's perfect. I'm obsessed with Jack Nicholson. I've always loved him. I love everything that he's in. And he's so good in this movie. Do you know what the one... Just facially, you know? Oh, yeah. One of my favorite lines that in this entire movie is coming up here soon. And, it, okay, so me and my wife both have movies that we quote endlessly. Mm-hmm. Mine is this one. And I will say it as the movie's going on. It pisses her off. Well, she does the same thing with Aladdin. Okay. And it's actually the line that's coming up right here. He goes over to the mirror. And, of course, uh, in this scene, he's sort of, he's cheating with the boss's girl. He's kind of, kind of. She put the captions on there so we can. Oh, you know what? I can totally do that because I am, in fact, hearing impaired. Okay. So, yeah. So, he's going up to the mirror, checking himself out. She comes up behind him. You look fine. He turns back. I didn't ask. <laughs> I love it. He's like, bitch, please. Get out. He is such a pompous asshole, and I love yeah. it. I mean, because it's a different... Okay, it's a... This movie, It they did a different thing with it where, you know, this isn't a Batman origin movie. Right. This is a Joker origin movie. In right. Because like, Batman... Yeah, okay, it's like Batman Year One or whatever. But they don't go into a whole lot of detail as to why he's doing what he's doing or his training or anything like that. Right. They they, they take it more. Uh, uh, I, I, I That's what it. they did in like Batman Forever, right? Or no, Batman Re- Begins. Ugh, no, I was talking about just the the ones from the '90s, the one with Val Kilmer, the, Batman and Robin. They, they go forever. Back. That was forever. Okay, uh, if forever they do go back. And that was show more of his origin kid, story. Yeah, in a way, but they they, they also the whole of, thing <laughs> with the Doctor Chase Meridian, yes. you know, delving into his psyche. Yeah. You know I would crazy? say that would be the origin movie. Total side note for this, but this is back to '89 Batman. Mm-hmm. Do you know what movie? Keaton is doing before this movie came came out, like the movie that was released right before this in his repertoire, and it's like a complete 180. If you Beetlejuice, no, oh. um, it was Johnny Dangerously. Oh yeah, 
Uh, and it's I like, don't think I ever saw that. Oh, it's so good. It's so hilarious. <laughs> I can't believe you haven't seen that. Yeah, actually. I haven't seen that. Uh, we'll That's have to watch that, that should sometime. be on my list. Hey, yeah. here's, the, here's the pilot from, not not Robert Wool, but the the crummy fat cop. He's in Star Wars. <laughs> He's Porkins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Robert this reporter Wood. guy is so Whatever, creepy looking. Like, what else has he done? Nothing. He disappeared into the nothingness. Let me... He looks like a weasel. <laughs> he reminds me of a weasel, that reporter. I, I love the vibe. Again, of course, you, he's Oh, yeah, this with, dude. With, like, with the, they're all, they all have that This is so, like, neo-noir. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. This is very uh They do a good job with the noir. soundtrack, too, with the piano. And, mm-hmm. and then, of course, I mean, with, like, all the Prince numbers and everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a little money sandwich here. So speaking of food, today we were uh, thinking about having uh, wings. Yeah, bat wings. Yeah, we were going to make bat wings in honor of Batman, but uh, we have not yet done that. We're running kind of uh, out of time. I might actually have to duck out a little early this episode. Speaking but. of wings, like I'm really glad you brought that up because wings are something that it's like, I love eating wings, but then I've also found my love for trying to cook wings. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, you were saying you tried some inter- interesting recipes recently. Well, uh, like, so the recipe that I've been making the last couple times that I've made them, and I made them for WrestleMania weekend. Anybody that doesn't listen to Journey to Comics uh, probably should know that me and Nate usually get together. He usually comes down towards my neck of the woods mm-hmm. around WrestleMania, at least for almost like two days. Like, he stays Saturday and Sunday night, and we just bust out podcasts and yeah. hang out and watch WrestleMania and have a good time and usually eat a lot of food. Become sleep deprived. Pretty much, yes. Um, but like this year, uh, I said I was cooking wings and I saw, I found this recipe to make them in the crock pot. I've never tried that before. That sounds really strange. Like, because normally when I think of wings, I want them to be crispy and then I want them to be like tossed in sauce afterwards. Mm-hmm. But I could I could see how they would come out really tender, right? Yo, they come out. They, I mean, they're they almost fall hot. off the bone. Okay, yeah. So you put the wings in to the crock pot with I would say probably about like a twenty ounce bottle, maybe a little less, however much you need mm-hmm. of root beer. Root beer. And then you do one That's cup of barbecue sauce, uh-huh. and you can put the salt and pepper. You can put anything. That, now, here's where you can really experiment because you can do anything you want. Uh-huh. You can really you can spice it up with some cayenne, which I actually did on one of my variables. I put a lot of cayenne and some red pepper flake in there. Mm-hmm. Really kick that up a little bit, and then of course you can use whatever sauce you want. I used a uh, Casey Masterpiece habanero sauce, and Ooh. really kicked that one up. Um, but you can use any sauce you want, and then you cook those for about probably about four to six hours when they're on low. Uh, yeah, just mm-hmm. when they're nice and done. And so then you you take them out and place them on like a baking sheet. Mm-hmm. You can use anti-stick stuff too if you want. Slather them with sauce on both sides. Brown sugar, sprinkle brown sugar on them. Yes. Put them in the broiler for eight minutes. Don't do any longer than that. Oh, so that like caramelizes the brown sugar and and it. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it kind of cooks the Melts sauce it. too, and then it gets so it gets a little bit of a crunch to it. Oh, that sounds so good! So it's like they're not tossed in any breading, but they're just naked, mm-hmm. sauced wings, and they're so freaking good. That sounds delicious. We do have a Walking Dead premiere we're gonna host. Yeah. We could make wings for that, like this. We could, we could do that. Yeah, I'd be down. I did another variation that day when I made General So wings. Mm, Ooh. Those were good. And I don't remember the exact recipe I used for the General So. I, I looked up a General So like just online. Yeah, and I because it because it didn't correlate into 
I just kind of use that and then I put them into the crock pot. Mm-hmm. And then uh, do, do the same thing with the broiler because see the, what, the, what the broiler will do for that amount of time as well is it'll kind of crisp up the outside of the skin. Yeah, because so. you're putting direct flame from on top. It's not mm-hmm. like convectionally cooking it where mm-hmm. the heat's all around. It's yeah. coming straight from the top. Yeah, so you're doing that very quickly. So what, mm-hmm. like, I've sprinkled uh, sesame seeds on top of that. Nice. And so it kind of gives it a little bit of a nice touch. Like a little Asian flair. Yeah. That sounds great. And I made all three of them. and then. Uh, well, man, now I really wish we had made some bat wings. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I, yeah. It's unfortunate because, I mean, because I was running late today because of my kid. Mm-hmm. Because he woke up late and I wanted to see him. Yeah. And feed him. Yeah, and that's, yeah, I've got to pick up my, my little son a little so, bit. I mean, you know what? It, I mean, this is podcasting. This isn't like, uh, we're not like live on XM right well, now. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go duck out, guys. You know, I mean, it, it is what is really like laid back. I mean, yeah. that, you know what? And it just it sort of didn't time out very well, but we're definitely going to have to make make some of those wings. Yeah, I'm sure we will come up with an occasion to make a massive amount of wings. Yeah, pretty much any occasion yeah, we can make wings. I mean, I mean, our go-to is usually pizza, but we've been making a lot of different things lately. Yeah. We've been making a lot of different desserts lately. I was just going to bring that up. You yeah. and Sarah came up with, in my opinion, the most different treat I've ever had. It was so good. So I, Sarah had this... Amazing idea that we should make gourmet rice krispie treats, and I thought, well, that sounds delicious, of course. So we've been making different kinds, like different s'more kinds, and we were talking about maybe doing some with like uh, caramel and pretzels and popcorn. But what I didn't thought would be really good because I was going to make caramel apples the other day. I thought it'd be fun to make uh, cinnamon caramel apple crispy cups yeah. out of rice krispies. Put them in like a cupcake tin, and then you form it around in the the tin and fill it with caramel and apples and cinnamon. And it was so good. It tasted great when they were the, we used honey crisp apples. They were very crisp and juicy. I had like Werther's six, caramels. They I had were great. six different ideas how to make them better too. Yeah. Cuz like if you I, I was thinking what if we put the caramel in with the marshmallow before we put the rice krispies. I Let thought it about really that too. Come in together. But the thing was with those things is we used we melted Werther's caramels on the stove with just like a splash of water, and then uh, we mixed the apples in with it, and then used it as like a pie filling essentially. Mm-hmm. And um, I liked how we did it because the caramel just kind of naturally sank to the bottom and made the super caramely like crust. Almost. It did. It really did. Yeah, and so I liked that you could taste the marshmallow independently from the caramel as well, so it wasn't overpoweringly sweet. It had a nice balance and crunch to it. Now, I, I will say real quick, as missed our opportunity for Easter eggs, this should have been called Cobble Pot Casino. I mean, it would have been oh, perfect. Oh, back to Batman, okay. Yeah. Yes, because he's hosting it at his mansion. I mean... But I'm saying they could have been, like, sponsored by... Yeah, um... But I mean, I guess uh, I mean, it, it, it would, but see, they didn't even go that route, though. Be, I mean, that's true. They went the, the end, different route of his origin. Mm-hmm. Um, I totally love. Uh, I believe his name is Michael Gao. As Alfred, as yeah, I, I, he God, is that, he's perfect. He is like the he perf- is Alfred. He is the perfect lovable. Okay, grandma. see the guy in the background yeah. behind Vicky Vale. Yeah. Yeah. That's the dance with the devil in the pale moonlight guy oh, later in the movie. The, oh, yeah. Oh. The younger guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. Can I just say how much I love Vicki Vale's white ball gown she's wearing? Totally. Like, how often do you get to wear a giant fluffy white ball gown other than, like, your wedding? Never, because I'm a, I'm a dude. Well, Never. still. 
<laughs> she looks like a little Barbie. I want a Barbie of her. <laughs> and I, I gotta say, I love Keaton as Batman. You know what? That's uh, a controversial opinion, but... Well, no, I he is like... He is my favorite movie, Batman. He's great. And I love Alfred. Just There's so many (laughs) funny things about this movie that you just have to pay attention to this movie to actually notice. Well, it's indicative of, like, who he is. (laughs) Like, he's always picking up after Bruce. Right. He's just, you know, the butler. he's just right there behind him. And see, the thing is, is that, like, originally this movie was supposed to be a comedy. Was it? Yeah. Bill Murray was in line to play Batman. Oh, my God. Eddie Murphy was in line to play Robin. Oh, my God. And I'd see that movie. I mean, it would have been hilarious. But yeah, I mean, it, I'd see that movie if it came out in the 80s. That, I believe 80s this, Eddie yeah, Murphy and 80s Bill Murray. I mean, that I love Bill Murray That was sort of before Burton got attached, and they kind of mm. shifted a, like tone with it. And I gotcha. And decided to go another way. But see, <coughs> Keaton <coughs> had me. been known as such a completely different actor, so that when they placed him in the role, there was a backlash. Just like there was a backlash yeah. with uh, Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm. Just like there was a backlash with Ben Affleck. I mean, mm-hmm. th- for some reason, whenever there is a you know a new actor coming in that's not necessarily associated or has a bad rap, like or, George Clooney. Like yeah, so no one like no one said anything Clooney. about George. He is the worst Batman ever. And he'll be Correct. the first person to tell you about it because I've read articles mm-hmm. of, like interviews with him, and he'll be like. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. <laughs> like, well, see, he knows he was so awful in it. And if they ever did, like, a true-to-film Dark Knight Returns film adaptation, mm-hmm. I would actually give Clooney a nod at playing him again, because I think now as a more seasoned actor... Well, yeah, he wouldn't be... He, it, it was like he was a cartoon of also, George Clooney playing Batman. tonally, it would mm-hmm. be better for him. Oh, yes. Yeah, I, now and, that he's older and a little more grisly. And he would love to, like, make up for that, you know? God, that would be good. That's King a good of the idea. Wicker People. This is one of my. That's one of my favorite, favorite quotes. Scenes. Yeah, this is one of my favorite scenes too. That should be another one of our foodies watching movies games is celebrity casting, like oh, dream fantasy ca- casting. Fantasy casting. Yeah, we can do that. A fantasy cast. Uh, Brando, you're familiar with a little bit of foodies watching movies. Mm-hmm. I've listened to both episodes. You're aware of our our game, our movie to movie game. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Poor boy, who's not here, gave me the special request. He said, I really want to see Brando's mind. And he goes, I want you to make him connect two Batman movies. 1989 Batman. So we're going to do 1989 Batman and The Dark Knight. Yeah, see if you can connect those two movies via actor. And you can take your time, think about it. You don't have to rush your answer. We can move on and start doing other things. Keep that in the back of your head when you feel like you're ready to maybe bring the idea to light. You can't use like TV shows, right? It's only movies. Only movies. Now, um, I had something to say. I was going to say something right before you said that. I want to call you out on a past episode. Oh, damn. I'm calling Nate out because he botched something. I did. Diehards. What? what? What's the name of the second Die Hard movie? With a Vengeance. That's number three. Okay. <laughs> Die Hard. The, the second Die Hard is called Die Hard Two. Yeah. It's just called Die Hard Two. Die Hard Two. Die Harder. Oh. Die Hard with a Vengeance <laughs> is three. Called out. I, I would drop <laughs> the mic. But you know, it's really weird though that that you bring that up because actually I wanted to kind of call myself out anyways because. You're speaking on the Bruce Willis movie-to-movie we did. Mm-hmm. Or, um, or filmography. Was, yeah, filmography. Right, we went around and we did the filmography. Yeah, name. yeah, that's right. <laughs> and actually, by technicality, Veronica should have been rewarded the victory because yes! she says in the episode, 
Sin City 2. Ah, yep. And I said, no, yep. he was killed, and he's probably not. I don't think he's in Sin City he was 2, just but a ghost. he's a he ghost. He was in Sin City 2. He is. So I won. Well, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I get really into it sometimes. Oh, that's okay. Take I'm about to down. really get into those last couple bites of pizza. On air, by the way, look what I did. Oh, yeah. I yeah. finished it. He finished the hot ones. I don't know what to do here. I'm a little bit lost. Sean Evans is going to have to come on our show and challenge me to eating hot wings. <laughs> <laughs> Except for he does it professionally, so he would probably kick my ass. He would definitely kick your ass. But I wouldn't be afraid. No, would, you, you would do it. I, I would get, get through, through it. Yeah. But then you'd Ugh. like... I, Brando, you, you, you can't really drink milk either. Though, that's true. I would have to drink almond milk, so that would be an interesting dichotomy. Uh... I actually have had conversation with Anthony, and we've considered buying all the sauces they use on Hot Ones and actually just doing the challenge ourselves and filming it, because... It's kind of funny that you mentioned that you can't drink milk. Yeah. Okay, so here's an Easter egg for Game Addicts. I mentioned I was playing Mass Effect 3, right? Mm-hmm. So in the Citadel DLC, you, you can throw a party. One of your one of your uh, uh, team members is up there and says that, can't believe you actually have you know, cow's milk on the Citadel. You found it. I know how you did. She goes, can't really drink it. It's not so much as that I'm lactose intolerant. I don't, I don't, I don't, I, don't, I just don't put up with lactose's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Michael Keaton with oh, your glasses. glasses. Look at how they loop around completely around the God, ear. those are like real 80s old man glasses. Now I need to mention something. This is going way back into the childhood. That scene, to me, fostered one of the coolest toys I never got to own as a kid. Because you could own Wayne Manor from 89 Batman, and it had the cave under it mm-hmm. with all the different monitors. Oh my god, I remember that. And it was phenomenal. I completely forgot that that was a thing. I totally remember the commercials for that. I didn't have it. The only things I had from this movie were I had Batman and Joker. Batman had the um, grappling hook built mm-hmm. into his belt buckle, and he would pull himself up. Joker had the squirting flower thing that you could have. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the Batwing, and then Batman Returns toy line. I got the Bruce Wayne car where if you set him in there, you could pull him back and he would put on the bat suit mm-hmm. and be changed into Batman. Sometimes, sometimes I get this movie confused with Dick Tracy. Oh, because it looks so similar with that '40s noir vibe and the oh, costumes yeah. and the cars. That was another great '80s movie. It was Dick so, Tracy. So the connecting movies. Yeah, movie to movie. Oh yeah, you thinking about movie it? Movie to movie. Yes, I am. I am. Okay. Now, can you use sequels? You can use you, you as can long use as any it's movie. a film. As long as okay, it, okay. So, so he wants me to connect to this movie with Dark Knight. Correct. Uh, okay. Uh, so then, oh, I think he's got it. So then, you would have to put Jack Nicholson, who's in this movie, who is with Leonardo DiCaprio in, in The Departed. Oh, who he's is on in it. Inception with Tom. You could go that way, or you can also go with um, just Joseph Gordon-Levitt, mm-hmm. who is in Dark Knight Rises, who is in mm-hmm. who is with in any of the other cast members. Michael Caine too is in Inception. Oh, okay. I wasn't there you for, go. wasn't 100% sure that he was in that. Wow, you did that super fast. That was a lot quicker than I was expecting, actually. Yeah, that so. was super fast. We don't usually do them that fast. Man, that was good. I thought it was going to be a lot harder, too. It was for a second until I remembered that... Um, Leo. Well, I was trying to figure out which character 
which actor from this movie to connect to what. And because the real challenge will be taking Keaton and going that through. Yeah. Because Keaton only does what it, like what he really wants, right? Like only recently has he started doing like bigger roles for some payday because obviously he's going to probably stop acting within the next 10 years. Yeah. You know, so so he's going to want that that Spider-Man, you know, homecoming vulture homecoming money. money. Of course. I mean, because he's done, you know, he, he did these big roles back in the 90s and then he sort of laid back. He made his money and then he can make the movies that he really wants to make. And then now, you know, his kids are growing up. I, I, I assume he has kids. I want to understand how this shit got on all these people. Mm-hmm. Not shit all is happening. He fell into a vat of it and it changed him entirely. Well, he well he pretty much drowned in it. Well, well that's yeah, they're true. wearing boots and they have pants, you know. Boots so and pants and boots I love and pants and boots <laughs> and old school gun ricochet sound. Yeah. Pichu. Ping, ping. Boom. I love that. I just love how he's like... Is this the Batman where he can't turn his neck? Yes. <laughs> Sweet. He actually, Batman could actually not turn his neck until the Dark Knight. Yep. Wow. That was the first time mm-hmm. that... Does that he have came. nipples on his chest in this one? No, no. No, they didn't add those until... Was it... Val Kilmer, right? Kilmer. Was it Kilmer when they had nipples, or was it the... Because it, it was the well, final Clooney suit had of him, Kilmer. That's was for it, sure. Was oh, it the sonar suit? Yeah. Had, had the nipples? Mm-hmm. We, I, I feel like I just watched that movie, the Val Kilmer one, not that long ago, a couple months ago, maybe. Now I kind of want to watch the Clooney one, because <laughs> I love Uma Thurman. God, but that movie's so awful. I know, but it's it's a cartoon, you know? It's a cartoon for What for I would really years. like to do, guys, if, if it's ever possible, sure. it, it, you know, it, it probably may take a couple years for this to happen, but we should actually watch through every single one of them. Duh. Which, Batman? Like, watch through this All and the Batman Returns Forever and Robin. And then, I mean, if we keep going, why not do the Nolan And verse? then Batman begins. and then yeah. under, under, But, I mean, the thing is, is that, like, okay, so they get progressively worse, and then they get progressively better. Correct. You know? I mean, honestly, it's like you take the Nolan verse, and you're going to say the middle one was the best one. Best, even, like, even Heath just, Ledger. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, the yeah. better overall movie. Yeah, yeah. But the, out of the three of them, there is not a bad movie out of those. That's right. Especially when They're you're talking good. about this. Because, okay... I think it was a while ago. I was I was thinking about these movies because I I re- even though there's a direct connection and it's supposed to be, I consider the Burton films and the Schumacher films two separate universes. Correct. Well, yeah. They have to be. Yeah. Be- because there's there's only well there because there's only a few because so there's there are actors who are also portraying the same characters, mm-hmm. Alfred and uh, Commissioner Gordon. Right. And those ones are are the same throughout. But then you also have, like, there's a little Easter egg stuff talking about prior movies. Or prior relationships. Prior relationships. Mm-hmm. or the, But then again, it doesn't make any sense because um, in Batman and Robin, at the in the in the jail, or in the Arkham Asylum, they have Two-Face's outfit hanging up like he's... Yep. Yeah. I was going to say that. Yeah. And he's that. dead. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm, but see, to me, it's like thematically, the, like the... Like, you have this set over here. You have this one in, in returns that have a certain set feel. Even though returns also has a different different tone and feel to it, you 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 get the connection. This is the same universe. Yeah. Yeah. But then as soon as you go to Batman Forever, it's almost entirely changed. Yeah. Everything is changed. Like the, the like the mood, the lighting, the writing. Uh, yes, yeah, sure. Gordon is the same. Alfred's the same. Suit's different. Suit is different, but still Batman similar enough. Way different. Uh, yes. You're talking about Batman Returns? Uh, Batman Forever now. Oh, okay, Batman uh, like, Forever. When you get oh, the, that was completely different. It was more like... Uh, 
That's popcorn movie. Kind of like EDM. It just reminded me of EDM with all like the which one? The Val Kilmer one. Are you just? Yeah, all, like, are you like only the, talking because there's the glow, uh, glow, the glow people? There's tons of glow people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're right. There are a lot of glow people. Yeah, I mean, just the color scheme in general is totally different. Like this movie, the the '89 Batman, and even Batman Returns, kind of reminds me of that movie American Psycho in that like '80s excess like city vibe. And then when you get to the Val Kilmer one, and then later the Clooney one, they they've gotten more and more unrealistic, you know, less gritty and just more uh, fun, you know, and silly. I love how she's already has a date with the guy. Like, yeah. like they barely even talked. They didn't. I didn't see them exchange numbers. Nope. I didn't see like. Hey, and she's like always in white. Oh, she's there it is. So Rob, pure. Yeah, Rob called it. And then she's in that little little puddle jumper, and he's in this like England castle. <laughs> They're way the fuck far away from each other eating soup. Yeah. Maybe we should have just had soup today and <laughs> ate really far away from each other. Well, I wanted to order pizza again because there's a, a pizza scene in this movie. Like when the Joker's run, like going to, isn't he carrying in a big pizza? I'll point it out when we get to. Okay. It. I'll point okay. it out when we get to. Can you pass the salt? <laughs> huh? He has to walk all the way across. The table. <laughs> He's not passing it as he is like right. carrying it to her. I will bring you the salt. Yeah. What a weird, awkward date. And like the candles aren't even lit. Yeah. <laughs> and the fireplace is not going. Totally not romantic. Did you have a hard time dra- finding the house? She's already been there once. He's making small talk. He's a, he's so awkward. See, the thing about the like the Keaton Batman is that he, he most Batmans you like you see you you have a definite like dichotomy between like he's definitely portraying a certain kind of Bruce. Right, like a Playboy right. Bruce. This yeah. guy, he's just this Bruce is just awkward. He's just kind of a nerd. He's a nerd. He's just he, kind of a weirdo. He is, but he's also yeah. very. He's a very. He's eccentric. Yeah. He does. Well, he Keaton really can bring some depth to any kind of role he's in, and still be mm-hmm. funny and light and yes. entertaining. Uh, and see, like when you get to Batman Returns, he seems like he's gotten more at peace with who he is and what he's doing, because he seems more laid back and attuned. Mm-hmm. And, and this, and here, he's very much like. As Bruce, he's very much unsure of himself and keeping people at bay, mm-hmm. and like he, he's getting that lying thing down to people, where like he kind of fibs to her and stuff about being out of town here soon. Mm-hmm. But like, but like when I you... feel like he got more tortured in Batman Returns because obviously his relationship with Vicky Vale was mm-hmm. over at that point. Yeah. They just couldn't make it work with the duality of his personality, and I think that's why he was such a great love interest with Catwoman because mm-hmm. she had the exact same problem. Yeah, oh yeah, it definitely you brings know? those two together. Yeah, and it makes it the, that movie was definitely totally more dark. It was, uh, but it's, it, it's the, the, like the funny thing is, is that it's not totally more dark for Batman. It's mm-hmm. like because for for Penguin, like they do such a Beetlejuice esque yeah. version of Penguin, and then yeah. for Catwoman, her her story in that is so dark, super dark. Like they, oh, and Christopher Walken's in that her. movie. Yeah. He was they so creepy. Up her in yeah. that movie, they kill her to death. <laughs> like you could argue that sure they killed Joker here, but it, it it didn't really seem like like it was like she fell from a building and just landed on the yeah, ground. Yeah, that was in cold blood. Yeah. This was this Joker murder scene was self defense. You know, taking down a bad guy, but killing Selena Kyle was just like straight up savage. Oh yeah. 
But yeah, she was great. I almost feel like I wish we were watching that right now because I love Michelle Pfeiffer so we'll much. We'll get to it. I definitely want to watch the rest of them with you guys. Yeah, Nate and I were just discussing how we wanted to start watching the whole MCU from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. I, uh, They do so many little things here. I really... Uh, they do, The way that Jack got into this and he just ate it up and yeah. went so over the top. But see, the thing is, is that him going over the top in this one led to the other villains and their portrayals because okay so if you look at Batman Forever you know there's only one or two scenes where Two-Face is actually Two-Face yeah yeah. the rest of it is just like what if Two-Face were more like the Joker or then the Riddler it's like he's the Riddler and he's riddling <laughs> but it's like what if the Riddler were more like the Joker and that's what you that's what you would definitely get with Jim Carrey yeah I think yeah. Jim Carrey would make an amazing Joker Riddler? Okay, for the time period, it Let seemed to go okay. Let me ask you a question. I have not yet seen Suicide Squad, so I, I have no... Oh, you haven't seen no. it? Oh, I thought maybe you had seen it at this no. point. Have you, have you seen it, Rob? Yeah. Well, well guess what? You can say something. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. You have something to say. Yeah, here. Oh, I can't enable him. Oh. Here, use my microphone. I mean, what do you want to... Well, I want to know how his how Jared Little was as, as the Joker compared to what we're watching now. Like, what are some... What can you say about that? Because I haven't seen it, and I want to know. Did you like him as the Joker? I didn't mind him as the Joker. I don't think he was really, like, that good. But he... Uh, I don't know. Because he was totally different than any kind of other Joker that, you know, has been portrayed in the movies anyway. Yeah. Based on, like, the previews and the reviews and all the shit that I read about it, it seemed like he was pretty uh, outlandish. And I think uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave that movie, like, 29%. Dang. Yeah, it didn't get really critically well-reviewed. It didn't have a lot of Joker, right? There was more than I thought there was going to be, honestly. Yeah, because I heard that a bunch of his scenes were cut. Yeah, and there's yeah, supposedly all those like scenes were cut and stuff, and it's like I still felt like there was way more than I, than I expected. expected. Yeah. Would you watch him in another one? Would you want to yeah, watch him? Sure. In one? I, the problem with that movie for me is I don't feel like it it fit in the universe that they're trying to build. With with uh, Superman and yeah. Batman, Justice League, and all yeah, that. yeah, yeah. yeah supposed to be in all that and it just it didn't feel like it was like a different vibe yeah i gotcha would you but, recommend seeing this movie yeah i don't I, don't, I would watch it again honestly okay cool well that gives me a little hope yeah. i just want to say something not the like in this but this scene's about to end here i love how they got jack palance for two scenes mm-hmm. jack palance is such an old school like western yeah actor. he's a good actor he's a tremendous actor Man, he's intense. Now, this scene is their first appearance of the Joker. Yeah. And there's actually a flaw in this scene. What is it? When he comes into the light, when he says, you know, maybe we can cut a deal. (laughs) (laughs) And then he comes into the light, walks in, points. He's got purple on his neck, on his (gasps) suit. He did. Now, that was that they had to. They did something to his little like jacket to give it that purple tint. And, and it just stained him or something. Well, like, yeah, it, it like it stained <laughs> off on his makeup. 
And they actually went back and fixed it and did another take of this. Uh-huh. But this take was better. Oh. So even with that flaw, this made it into the movie. I, I love... Oh, my gosh. He's just so dramatic and so uh, charismatic as the Joker. <laughs> what a day. God, he's so great in this movie. What movie am I thinking of that had like a dead Jack Palance? Was that City Slickers 2? City Slickers oh, 1. Yeah. City, City Slickers 1, he plays uh, Curly. Curly, and yeah. he dies on the yeah. cattle trail. Yeah. 2 is his twin brother Duke. <laughs> and they think that he's yeah. come back from the dead to haunt them. I loved those movies. God. <laughs> you know what's funny? So many I was trying ones. to find a way to connect Jack J- Jack, you know, Jack Palance to Dark Knight for a second. I bet you could with like Billy Crystal. Mm-hmm. I bet you could do it. I bet you could, but then I'm like, no. Because with Billy Crystal, weird. you could go like the Meg Ryan route, and she's been in mm-hmm. movies with people that have been in everything, like Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. I love that game, the movie-to-movie game. Yeah, it's not bad. That's I like how good. he's just upside down. Like, what's he doing? He's sleeping he's a like a bat. I know, but it, 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 <laughs> contextually, it makes no sense. No. <laughs> yeah, I love the makeup that they did for the Joker because it's you, you could still see Jack Nicholson in it. Mm-hmm. It's just like an extended version of him. My sister's going to school for professional makeup oh, for yeah. makeup effects for movies out in California. She loves it. I love how, with the cheek makeup they did, how he can still have that really sinister look with his eyes. Yeah. But still have, like, the smile that's, like, scarred into his face. He's got great eyebrows. Oh, yeah. Jack so, Nicholson's eyebrows are legendary, mm-hmm. obviously. And honestly, so are Keaton's. Keaton's. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I remember, like, playing yeah. Fallout 3. Uh, and, uh, make, like, the character creation is so bad, my guy ended up looking like Michael Keaton. <laughs> <laughs> been, so then, I just thought, I just hit the mic. Hello, That's people. funny. Um, but so I actually purposely um, made his eyebrows look even more like Keaton. Oh, dope. <laughs> just so I could have a young Michael Keaton. I kind of wish they would have brought Vicky Vale back for the second one, the second movie. See, there's a, a what I liked about her was that she was like a photojournalist, right? Mm-hmm. She was like decorated and has gotten all of these awards, and she's like a woman kind of on her own, which I can appreciate, you know, in a in a romantic interest for Batman, you know, like she's kind of her own person doing her own thing and giving zero fucks. King's I was got a five head. I was very surprised they didn't bring back more people from the first one. Like, mm. like the whole stuff with Harvey, with bringing back Billy Dee Williams. Yeah. Or, or bringing back uh, Robert Wool as, like, the reporter. Because, I mean, because they have a whole scene where they're selling newspapers mm-hmm. and, and talking about the Penguin Man. So why couldn't Robert Wool's character be, like, the Penguin Man? First it's the Batman in this movie. Yeah. And then, and then it's all about the Penguin Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll never believe <laughs> happened to me today. <laughs> oh, God, he's poor. He's wearing Joker's the beanie. That's <laughs> and then... <laughs> she collapsed <laughs> too nicely. I just oh. like this laughing as if it is Martini. <laughs> well, he's technically been dead, so he's got nothing left to lose. No, I just you know? love it. He's just going to enjoy his afterlife living again. <laughs> yeah, this is very Dick Tracy, this gangster yes. scene. That looks like Stan Lee over there. It almost. did, yeah. <laughs> I love the costumes in this movie. His eyebrows, dude. Man, what is it with the eyebrows? <laughs> <laughs> I love how they did makeup on makeup. Yeah. For this effect to make him look like he was Jack again. Yeah, yeah. They put the darker foundation over his white makeup, over his prosthetics, over his face. 
Had to have been hot as shit, right? God. I wonder how long the prosthetics took to do took to make in this movie. That's something that we should have looked up. Some trivia and stuff. Dang, getting blowed up. I know, my phone's a going. Oh. Okay. Well sorry. It's no biggie. I love this is <laughs> maybe one of my favorite scenes in this movie. Oh man. The, the, this it's gonna be a hot this one in the old town tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so brando who's your favorite joker it's nicholson yeah it it, it, it is nicholson okay so you uh, must be super pleased we're watching this today oh yes well okay here's the thing okay so you said that and it's almost a trick question because if we're talking about strictly films it's nicholson if you're saying best joker of all time it's you're gonna say him mark hamill it's hamill Hamill's uh, like he he can be this, mm-hmm. but then he can also be like creepy as hell. Yes, mm-hmm. he See, and he has he, multiple dimensions of Joker and one being. And you got to give Cesar Romero a nod. Oh, of course. I mean, I mean he was well, yeah, that was in his, an era, Nicholson's inspiration. In an era that is totally different, Batman, the mm-hmm. goofy, fun-loving. You know, it's a, trying to almost be a larger-than-life comic book come to life kind of show right he killed it and you know he said i don't give a fuck you're not gonna cut off my mustache just paint (laughs) over that shit i don't care oh so this is interesting i have on vhs the original batman from the serial that Mm. was released during uh, i think it was 1944 wow and it's a a it's a serial you know Mm -hmm. so you'd go and Spend a nickel at the theater every week and watch a new Batman. But it was um, this terribly, terribly racist story um, because, you know, it was during World War II, so the enemy was a Japanese mafia person or, you know, whatever. But it was actually, like, they had a lot of really interesting things about that old black and white serial. And I have it on VHS. I just haven't found it. I think it's at my mom somewhere. That would be awesome to watch. Yeah, I know that. I know they have it on Netflix at the DVD rental. Like, if you have the option to have mm-hmm. DVDs sent to you, you can get that sent to you. Man, I don't know anybody who really does that anymore. I, d- I don't. I don't. Who I does what? The Netflix get the DVD DVDs. Rental. Oh. Because they've increased their streaming so much, you almost mm-hmm. don't even need to. Yeah. I like how, like, tonally the whole scene changes when he's alone with the dead uh, Tony. Mm-hmm. You know, he's talking to, like, a crisp body that looks well, like Well, he's him. just losing his damn mind. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm getting over a cold. I apologize. I sound kind of horrible. <laughs> this is, uh... The, this is a yeah. subsidiary of the Journey in a Comics podcast, and, uh... I'm, I'm sure we've sounded worse. Yeah. <laughs> that, well... Like I said, Journey into Wrestling this week, I was straight dying, and, you know... What is it with the 80s and having gigantic glasses? It's like they got bigger and then smaller again. They did, yeah. And now they're starting to get bigger. I'm wearing, like, my Garth glasses. (laughs) I like how they've been a partner for, like, a week. Yeah. He just wants her. Oh, he does. Yeah. He's jealous. He's so jelly of of that Bruce Wayne money. So this podcast is kind of turning into a Batman riff tracks. I feel like that's been our, our thing the last couple of times we've done these. They've just turned into riff tracks. Well, I mean, sort of. We're, <laughs> we're commenting on the movie we're watching while we're also talking about other things. We've talked a little yeah, bit about yeah. food. Uh, you know, honestly, I just made a roast yesterday. It was like the easiest thing on earth. 
Yeah, roasts are great. But I mean, I went a little ham with seasoning because I do that from time to time just mm-hmm. to see what happens. And I put like a shit ton of pepper and some salt and then I used garlic powder and this like meat seasoning and it was phenomenal. My favorite roast recipe is for a crock pot. You put in the roast um, and you mix a cup of water with a packet of Italian dressing seasoning and a packet of ranch dressing seasoning. And um, and then you chop up your onions and carrots and whatever else you're going to put into it and pour it over the roast and cook it for like... Uh, Four hours on high, eight hours on low, something like that, depending on how many pounds your meat is. But I love that recipe because it's so easy. It's literally just a packet of ranch and a packet of Italian dressing with water. And it makes this really, really flavorful gravy. And then you can make like a little slurry with some flour and turn it into actual gravy for mashed potatoes and serve it that way. You know, like one of the best things about making a roast is taking the leftover roast and making it into a barbecue. Oh, yeah. I have fresh leftover roast, and I did not even <laughs> consider barbecuing it. All you gotta do is put it in, like, put it in a pan on the stove, and put some sauce in there, put some extra seasoning in there, and let it cook up and stir it up. And it's... Mm-hmm. You could do that and make put it on a grilled cheese with like mm-hmm. some thick ass Texas toast. Yeah. And just make like pulled pork, or not a pulled pork, but pulled. I guess it is pulled pork. It is. Pulled yeah, pork it's roast. Yeah. Pulled roast. We made we made pulled pork grilled cheese sandwiches, and we posted our picture on our foodies watching movies instagram which we update you know pretty regularly foodies watch at foodies watching movies at foodies watching movies and uh poor boy's gonna live tweet this movie on our twitter tomorrow i think uh and so you go to film foodies on twitter and you can actually see his (laughs) live commentary on what he thinks about the film Mm-hmm. I'm excited to yeah, kind of follow along. You know, since you couldn't make it, you know, at least. Yeah. At least, uh, so I think it's like it is good that we're doing a little bit of a riff track. That way, we can get some of our thoughts and. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well. Yeah. Now, uh, I mentioned barbecue, and uh, on the other podcast we did did today, uh, Game Addicts, I mentioned that while well, like something about uh, smoking barbecue. Yeah. And mm. uh, I learned how to do that this year, and I've made it three times, and I just made it uh, over Labor Day weekend again, and oh my god, the so you buy like a. By like a pork shoulder. Okay. Uh, probably eight, eight to ten pounds is probably what I would say is enough. Bone in, which I'm not sure if you can buy a boneless pork shoulder, but bone in is what I buy. And then you basically you make this rub, and it's got like cayenne, cumin, brown sugar, sugar, salt, pepper, <coughs> chili, chili powder. Might be one other thing in there. You mix that all up, and you just cover this thing. Any any vinegar or tomato or anything like that? Um, no. Uh, is this just a dry rub you're doing? This is a well. Okay, you can use mustard. Okay. And I use a like a honey Dijon mustard. Mm. And you can put that on first, and then put the rub on if you want. Or mm-hmm. you know, like last time I actually kind of forgot, and then I just covered. I, since it was already covered in the dry rub, I just squirted mustard. And just you know what? I think that over. would be the way to go. I think what you would want to do is to cover it in the dry rub so that way it really gets into the meat itself. Mm-hmm. And then that way, after the mustard starts kind of melting off, as it will when it gets hot, you know, yeah. you'll still have that flavor of the dry rub. And, the okay, meat. so then you go in there, and I just have a regular, like, grill. It's a wide grill, you know. So I put all my... I, I do a... Uh, Put a little pound, like a mound of charcoal, and then I light charcoal. Put that on top of it. That gives you a nice slow cook. And then put wood chips, wood chucks, whatever. And then you just babysit it for about eight hours. Damn. <coughs> Excuse me. Cook it. Turn it about every hour until you get it about 165 degrees internal temp. 
and then you're going to want to wrap it in tinfoil and finish it up to about 195, 200 degrees. Hmm. And what that's going to do is that that's going to allow it to get nice, tender, and juicy on the inside while uh, not getting it too too crunchy on the outside. You know, mm-hmm. There's still going to be some char there. Uh, and then you, by that point, you take that thing in and it's just going to fall off the bone. It's going to oh, be... yum. And then... You know, very similar to like like some you know other barbecue places or whatever. Not it's just it's just got so much, so much raw flavor, juice, and then whatever sauce you use is just condiment. You don't drown it in it. Mm-hmm. We've been eating some pretty good barbecue recently from lo- this local place, Bombers Barbecue in Munster, Indiana. Oh my God, best St. Louis ribs ever. Yep, they're so good. Hands down. And they That's they make all lunch. of these incredible sauces. Did you hear Brando? Huh. You want to say that again? That's where I had lunch. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he had bombers without us. The hell, Brando? Not cool, bro. Rude. 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 Yeah, but no, bombers we Bombers wings. is the bomb. It's I, I was under strict orders to bring home bombers. There's bombers in the fridge right now. Oh, for your wife? Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, we had that last time you guys were up here, and we it was delicious. We have up here. Well, yeah, Duh. bombers is the best. It, they have the, the best <clears throat> ribs uh, their baby back ribs are good. My favorite is the St. Louis, and you get the full slab, and they come with uh, baked mac and cheese and cornbread mm-hmm. and curly They're, fries. Oh, Ugh, so their, good. Their sides are so freaking good. Their I sides mean, are fire. It, honestly, if I lived here, and, and uh, I, I would actually get out of my because I only come up here a couple times a year, I would I would try everything on the menu. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's just a matter of I get up here, it's like I want a sandwich. We actually have a friend who works at Bombers. He's in. This band that our band played with, Belladonna, yeah. uh, at our last show. And, uh, I didn't know he worked there, but I just ran into him the other day and said hi, and that was fun. Does he work behind the counter, or does he... Yeah, he's. A, I think he's a cook. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's weird we're getting noticed in public and Chib now. Oh, yeah, our band. Yeah. <laughs> Nate and I are in a Misfits piano tribute band. Punk rock piano. Punk rock piano, yeah. We just call it piano. People think that it's just all pretty and beautiful, no, slow music. No, no. We play, play pretty dirty piano. Yeah. So that's been fun. It, it is fun. <laughs> it's a fun way to spend time playing some Misfits. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's really neat and unique. It especially very timely since they just got back together and did that show. Yeah. It's so weird, too, because we, you know, we started, started this a year before a year that, and yeah. then all, like midway through our being a one year as a band, like they're right at that, about the halfway point. They announced they were re- reuniting, reuniting for, for Riot Fest. shows, you know. And we got to see them at Riot Fest, and it was fantastic. It was everything we wanted and, and it more. was about the time that, <laughs> like, yeah, that you guys were ready to play live. That Yeah, we just had, before. like, we just had our first show, what, like a month ago? couple of weeks about ago. about a month as of well just a little over a month a little over a month ago we had our first show in valparaiso and um we've got a couple more gigs coming up like several in october and a few in november and, uh, one down really in funny. brando's neck of the woods in december oh yeah new year's eve we're playing uh in lafayette so that'll be Doom fun room? I think I think it's the Doom Room. He hasn't given me an official venue because okay, so, he books for things other than just the Doom Room. Well, okay, because he will book like Doom Room presents. Yeah, like, exactly. Like at, like other venues. And if, yeah, 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 yeah. We're still waiting to get the so, like it's that still under their up. umbrella. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, I want to say I read something that the, if it is at the Doom Room, I think they record do video. They do. They do stuff. live recordings. They do live full on recordings of, of every, every band show. that plays there. So. I thought that was pretty cool. It's pretty neat. They've had bands come up from like uh, from from Brazil. Dang. Oh yeah. I can't remember exactly. I, 
uh, a podcast buddy of JIC is uh, Blaine. Yeah. He, you know, he's in, he, I think he even lived there for a while. That's cool. Like at the Doom Room, so. Um, you know, he's in tight with these guys. He's he's played with some of these guys. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. That'll be a fun show. It's, you know, being sick, it's been hard because uh, I'm, you know, singing in this band and playing mm-hmm. uh, Dirty Piano. And it's been hard to get a lot of practice in because I've been sick for so long now. Can I explain Dirty Piano? Please do. So we take the electric piano and run it through uh, actually like a distortion pedal. pedal. And and it just gives it this crunch that's different. Yeah, Um, it gives it kind of a white noise effect where you're still playing the bass notes, you know, so you can hear it tonally. And um, it kind of reminds me of that show Stranger Things. Okay. Like that weird 80s vibe to it. But I love it. It's fun. Excuse me. Oh, this part in this movie always freaked me out when everybody started turning into clowns. <laughs> Ugh, creepy. Dun, 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 Action news. Kubeke. <laughs> the old 80s shoulder pads. God, and her haircut. My goodness. <laughs> I like it how later on when they like figure out that it's all cosmetic and makeup, so they don't know what combination of which is causing it. Yeah. So like they come in and they have all the newscasters with like pimples and <laughs> all that other stuff, and they just look generally ugly. Yeah, this part's super creepy where she starts like having a reaction on screen. <coughs> She's like, ha 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 ha. Like, oh shit, what I do? <laughs> So I hope our listeners are watching this movie too, so they know what we're. I don't know, Brando. At. You are a listener of this show that isn't directly involved with this show. Uh, we've done two riff tracky kind of movies. Not necessarily saying you probably didn't watch the movie when you listened to it. What no. were your thoughts? Well, okay, it, like with with episode zero with Twister. I don't know Twister like you guys do. Mm-hmm. I, I last time I saw that movie was in the nineties. So like that was just listening to you guys talk, and I can imagine it. Turtles, I know from like the back of my hand. So the minute you guys were talking about a scene, I knew exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And I would hope that if whoever's listening to this episode, if they're going to come to the conversation, they're going to hear us talk about this movie. They have to understand that if we're watching a movie, at some point you're going to have to turn turn around and talk about the movie. And just sometimes it's difficult to sit here and just explain everything that's going on screen because you just want to enjoy it. Right, right. But if we've prefaced it with... This, Love this that is, Joker. <laughs> if, if this Love is the newsroom Joker. scene where she just starts cackling, then you, you since we've already prefaced that, you have to think that... You know, I, I hear what you're saying, man. Yeah, I mean, people people have to know what they're getting into when they make, like get into a podcast. Exactly. You know? So it's like, while you guys may not always be doing a riff track or have a movie on, mm-hmm. I mean, because really this is almost like a mixture yeah. You know, like we did the riff track on Spider-Man about a year and a half ago. And so that, I mean, that was us literally sitting here just talking about the movie. We didn't even talk about anything else. Nope. And in this, we've we've sectioned off. We talked about food. We talked about other movies. We did this. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it, it it really is almost like the movie is the basis of the conversation that, that begets other things. And then it's like, if we Right, did, and you know, we were going to be doing this anyway, so... Mm-hmm. You know, like just sitting around watching a movie and eating and talking about yeah. it. Like this is just what we do on a normal basis, you know. Our life. Yeah, so <laughs> that's just pretty record much it. Just recording what we're. I mean, that's almost essentially what kind of happened with like me and Mike. That's what we talk about anyways. Video games. Why not? 
Right. Why not record it and put a little and put a little uh, like like format to it? Right. Oh, here it is. Here, here's that scene where like where they all look ugly. And oh yeah, sits. they're all haggard. <laughs> <laughs> you got that big zit on his nose. I never noticed that in all the years of watching this. I never even. You didn't realize he looked like hot garbage. No, I don't <laughs> give a fuck about and what her hair. Like. <laughs> Excuse me. Like this would be even better. Uh, and funnier in, in like the high def era. Ew. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You'd have to be really, really on your makeup, gang. Like <laughs> well, my sister's at that school, and yeah. there's a whole two month course she has to take that's dedicated to HD camera makeup. Well, because if, cameras have changed so much, they had to make a whole new class about it. Well, if you remember, like right when HD TVs were coming out, like a lot of the like local news stations had, still hadn't figured it out. Yeah, so they looked awful mm-hmm. on camera, and you could see like every like caked on makeup. You yeah. know, there's a whole different way of applying makeup when you're using certain cameras. Okay, so is that supposed to be Thomas Wayne in the background? It almost looks like I don't know. I would assume it would be. I think it's, it's just, just a some weird... random painting. It almost looked like <coughs> Jack Nicholson. A little like, bit. Like, like, um, okay, so the scene that's going to happen is that Joker is get, setting up a date with with, with with Vicky Vale, making her think that it's Bruce. Mm-hmm. And boom, boom, boom. Right. That's trust. <laughs> right when he's. It's the. It's the. Oh, party no, man! It's, it's party man. man. Because okay, so the scene coming up. I. The, the, this whole scene of Joker tearing up this place is near and dear to my heart. You know what I think I just noticed? Huh. I think that was... Like, that statue could have been... Uh, was it Jebediah Arkham? Is that his name? Mm. The guy that founded Arkham Manor. Right. Wow, that's delving really deep into the but you have to know, But you have to know like how his facial structure is, and he was a bigger bearded man. So seeing that statue, it just kind of... Hmm. But this whole scene, it's very near and dear to my heart. Uh, m- my grandfather on my dad's side. Okay. Um, I only remember like twice him ever babysitting me. He did it more, but there's only two times that I can ever remember it. He died in like 94, mm. and I don't really have a whole lot of memories of him. Okay. Well, one of the memories is this movie in this scene. Aww. Because he cracked up. <laughs> he thought it was the... F- he laughed so... And I'd seen the movie a hundred times by then. Yeah. And to me, it was just like, whatever. And so he, he just was like seeing Jack Nicholson prance around. And Gleefully. Just, and he's, yeah, he's cracking up. And I remember when I first started using my wife's Spotify account. And I was going through, and they had the Batman soundtrack. <laughs> and I added Party Man. And it starts off with the, ladies and gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Oh. It starts off with the Nicholson line, and then it goes into the song. And I remember, like, I got off work one night and found that, and I downloaded it, and it went volume cranked. And here I am at 3 o'clock in the morning, driving down 65. Jamming Party Man? That's awesome. Party Man. I have the actual Batman, uh, this movie soundtrack, the CD. That's that's awesome. And Returns, (laughs) and Forever, and Batman and Robin. Because Batman and Robin had some great songs, even though the movie was shit. I don't remember any of them. The end is the beginning is the end, Smashing Pumpkins. No. Gotham City by R. Kelly. Kiss by Rose. No, that was, that was forever. forever. Oh, oh, here it is, here it is. Saying. Silence. It's like everyone's just telling, falling where they fell. Oh, God. <laughs> Jack Nicholson. Let's broaden our minds. He's so Lawrence. great. <laughs> oh, Prince. 
<laughs> They're just prancing in God. with a big old boom box. Yeah. Like his goons are all dancing. I guess this is a weird, beautiful tribute to how awful 2016 has been for celebs and musicians alike. Well. It was. See, having the Prince songs in this and having him be like doing, doing like the Bat Dance music video, and it was a really cool, different way to market. Yeah. And. I mean, I mean, Prince was pretty much hot shit at this point, so like, it was so different. And it, and actually, his music in this is very be, almost kind of befitting of the artist uh, Joker. Yeah, you know that they're kind of going for. In this I movie. love this part. I always wanted to have a statue that was painted like that. Woman <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <Roman> statue <laughs> painted <Yeah>. like the Joker. <laughs> he does, a, yeah. Mocking <laughs> the statue, knocks it over. <laughs> <laughs> They do this whole little like musical number, and it's just amazing. I just and they I, just have their big boombox. I can hear I can hear my grandfather cackling <laughs> right now because of this. All this it, art getting destroyed and yeah, just dancing it, it, like to a him fool. it was just so funny and like outlandish. It's like I don't remember anything else about him watching this movie until this scene happened. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets the last painting, and Bob is gonna whoop. It's that really creepy like looking one. one. Live it. <laughs> <laughs> and there's Vicky Bell sitting there with the <laughs> Like, the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> Again, I, I just, I got a remark on how, how weirdly fitting stuff in this movie is. Eminem's mom. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And I love his little his lighter for the, <laughs> yeah. for the, for the candles, yeah. the flamethrower. God. <laughs> crap. 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 Well, guys, it's getting on. I've actually got a skedaddle here. I got to go pick up my little son, but I had so much fun doing these podcasts with you guys today. We did the other episode, Game Addicts. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you here and be able to do this. Yeah, me too. We got to do this more often. It was fun. And next time, actually, make some damn bat wings. We're going to have to make some damn bat wings. That's my go to. Jamming it. Oh man, this movie is just. I know. Um, I don't want to leave. I'm like sucked you in. You should just, uh, you know, traffic's bad. Oh. <laughs> I'm just but, saying. But what if traffic uh, really is bad? And it yeah, makes it and even then worse. I'm like super late. I need to go get my little baby. Well, I, I'm a little baby I'll boy. save that comment for off air. Okay. My thought on. <laughs> I love this. You must be joking. Do I look like, <laughs> Do I'm, I look like I'm joking? <laughs> <laughs> sort of. Well. well. See, like, there's only a few times in the movie, like, where he really gets, like, like when he's laughing, he gets that gleeful look mm-hmm. on his face. But mm-hmm. other than that, he just has this really sinister, psychotic look on his eyes mm-hmm. that mixed with, the, like, with a smile makes it, he's just creepy. Okay, have you ever seen the movie, real quick before I leave, have you ever seen the movie The Witches of Eastwick with Jack Nicholson and Cher and Michelle Pfeiffer? What is it? Susan Sarandon. The Witches of Eastwick, mm. the movie that I asked you to... Oh, the one to... that we were watching on our way to Mississippi. Yeah, and then you like deleted it after, and we didn't get to watch it all. 
I don't know that movie? I deleted it. She just it. threw you under the bus. No, I she fucking did. I'm <laughs> well, Cliff I'm super Burton. pissed about it because I wanted to watch this movie. It's like my third favorite movie. years later, all over ever. again. <laughs> Excuse me. But yeah, he in in the movie The Witches of Eastwick, he plays like a version of the devil, mm-hmm. and um, he's so good in it. It's just like. I, I can't even describe him. Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? That yeah, I mean he's great. It, it's like all this like humor and darkness all in one. <laughs> <laughs> he's so creepy. I thought I was a Pisces. <laughs> <laughs> God, he's such a freak. Oh. Serious Boom. And he's like, oh, Wizard of Oz here. Because all this makeup's coming off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, she, and then she's like, oh my god, what have I done? Water. Oh, we're okay. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> and cue the bat. On that note, men, this has been a very fun day of podcasting. It has been. And I, uh, can't wait to listen. Oh man! To the other ones. You know, this is only like the second or third time he's actually been on screen in the suit. Yeah. You know, like you know, Batman begins. You go through a whole hour before you even see him in the suit. And while this one is the first time you see him, he's in the suit. But then there's a long period of time where he doesn't really do anything. That's true. He's rich, bro. I love that there are like designated Joker mobiles <laughs> and <laughs> With stuff. The symbol yeah. On and stuff. Yeah. Is this the first time we, or the second time we see the Batmobile? No, no, uh, they haven't shown it yet. So this is Didn't the first time. Did they show it in the Batcave? It might have been there. It was there. like parked yeah. in the Batcave at it the beginning. It might have been there, yeah, but this is the first time we're actually seeing it in action. Well, yeah, yeah. I remember at the Six Flags Great America that we would go to, they had the replica of the yeah. Batman car. Yeah, we actually, uh, we went there on our senior trip. Yeah, rode that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and they had the Batmobile there. Um, my, my favorite Batmobile. Yeah, me too. Time. It's pretty it's, great. I love it. It it just I, I I had the Hot Wheel toy and it didn't even have the paint on it anymore. I still have a on card Ertl era Batmobile, like which I think Ertl. You're thinking Hot Wheel, but it was actually Ertl. Was the company that, that first made it? Because um, I had that, and then they came out with the Bat Ski Boat. Yep. And I have that too. I actually still have that somewhere. Oh, that's awesome. All right, man. I've got to go. Take it away. Okay. Consider it taken. Good to see you, Brandon. Good to see you, too. All right, guys. So as V is leaving the podcast, uh, Brando, we're kind of back to journey into comics, sort of. Uh, what happened? What happened? It's it's. We can just fall into old habits and talk about this great film. We were going to do this a long time ago for Journey into Comics, I think. We were going actually. to finish up the Spider-Mans, and I think we talked about, after we got done with Spider-Mans, doing all the Batmans. Yeah, and I know one time we joked about doing all the Star Wars, but I don't think so, Jack. <laughs> Star Wars, too big. I love this, by the way. Oh, the little shields thing? Yeah, yeah I mean, it looks like a giant wiener, but... <laughs> I mean... It, like, it, it kind of looks like a snail. Kind of also true. I love how these guys are just like, like just shooting openly. With these revolvers. Because uh, I, they're I, also a terrible shot because he wasn't mm-hmm. stop like uh, covering her. <laughs> so he gets his grappling hook. 
He's like, okay, I think Second we can both. Yeah. Well, is it the? Is it this first? Yeah. Uh, in the uh, Ace Chemical. Oh, that's right. Yes. Because and because uh, I was thinking big in the movie, but he used the batarang. And then he stops. They must have casted her, and they like when she's in the casting room, she goes, and they, and, and they go, scream for me. <laughs> yeah. Because it's all she does in this whole movie is scream. So they just killed him. Yeah. Because it's just rubber and it's not, not reinforced. Check his wallet. Uh, Bob the Goon says. Dude. Jack Palance and Bob the Goon are both in City Slickers. Really? Yes. Jack Palance plays Curly. And Bob the Goon plays like the cook. Huh. Mind blown. Mind blown. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> you know? This is so... Do- I think I think that's a... I will say that was one thing I noticed about the Turtles movie. is Or when we did the Turtles episode one. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Or, oh, I love that. I said that like probably like 80 times because it's like... You know, childhood. You know, they do this gag again with the badass with the sword. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They, they do this gag again in Batman Forever. Yes, they do. Where he's like some badass martial artist. Yeah. Except for in like, in, in that one, you see Val Kilmer looking like he's scared for a second. <laughs> in this one, he's just a badass and bring it. <laughs> Although, like, that right there doesn't look like he's, like, the king of anything. That like, guy with the swords looked like he just waving him around. Yeah, like he was having, a, like, a conniption fit. Oh! Bob Lagoon says, not today. I'm not I'm not going through this. Of course, she's getting all this footage. So, now, she definitely just took a picture where most of his mask was up. Yes, but, I mean, how well was that going to come off with that with, with that flash from all the way on top of the building? That's true. That is very you true. Know? But then again, who knows? I mean... We don't know what kind of uh, optical zoom. Batman did it before Google. Self-driving car. There you go. That's not a self-driving car. Every time I see police cars in movies now, I think about the story that um, Steve was a Steve Stephen Williams, who was in Supernatural. Oh. And he was also in Blues Brothers, and he mm-hmm. talked about how they screwed up and destroyed the wrong cars <laughs> for Blues Brothers. Woo. I think I most closely associate this scene when I remember Batman, like, from my youth. Driving on the fall road. Yeah, and this is kind of like Wizard of Ozzy. Yeah. It's dark and Second creepy. Wizard of Oz reference then, because they just did one with Joker in the, like, in the makeup. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll see, like, here's the music. I mean, it, like, of course, Danny Elfman did the score here. You know what's weird about Danny Elfman? Total off topic, but... I think I know what you're going to say. You probably don't. Did you know Danny Elfman did a movie in the 80s called Midnight Run? No. And tonally, it doesn't sound anything like this. Um, But I can tell you that the sound that Danny Elfman created isn't his own creation. I knew knew that you were going to say that. And do you know whose creation it was? Uh, Steve Bartek, who worked with him in, was it Oingo Boingo, I think they were in? together right I know he was in. yeah well steve bartek was also in there and he was the chief orchestrator for danny elfman uh during this time and moving forward through all the burton arid stuff so a uh, little piece of music trivia you were going to say though danny elfman and his song well i'm just anytime elfman does anything with burton 
okay? It kind of has that same feel, right? And even though we've said that this movie, it's this movie was done before Burton really had a deep Burton feel. It's like maybe Beetlejuice. Correct. Beetlejuice could count as Burton-esque, you know? And, but there are things in here that definitely are Burton-esque. And then, of course, after this, he did Edward Scissorhands. And that one is like, that's Burton. And then Batman Returns. It's covered with Burton. And it it's really disappointing because Burton had to be talked into doing Batman Returns. And then he did it. And, I mean, wasn't there talk he was going to do the third one? And he they had... Up. He was actually... He had an idea for the third film. And he went to go meet with the, the, uh, the powers that be at Warner Brothers. And they said, we're going with something else. Harvey Dent and Ivy, right? Or is the third movie? Because they turned that into the comic. I don't remember if that's the case. I know that he actually went to them with an idea, and it, it turned up with them. They they felt that Batman Returns was too dark, and even though that they had given him the free reign to make that film the way he wanted, they felt like it was too dark. And, and well, because I think there was uh, some some controversy where like parents complained about some of the Happy Meal toys, and the Penguin was too grotesque. And so there was complaint about Burton's vision of Batman was too dark for the kids. And uh, it's actually funny because, you know, you guys watched Turtles, in the, uh, like for your first official episode. And uh, Turtles 2, they never used their weapons. Not at all, because was, they seemed too violent. Because the parents complained about the first movie being too violent. So in the second movie, they had their weapons. I, I think Donnie might smack somebody with a stick at one point. Yeah, but that's it. They just have their weapons and they just go. They they do workarounds. Like I think Leo has them out in the beginning, and then he he like throws them into the ceiling and then jumps on them and then kicks. Or, and then that's why Leonardo, not Leo, I'm sorry, Michelangelo has like the like the yo yo. Yep. And then he has like the sausages. It is. It. When I was a kid, Turtles Two was my favorite movie. Out of that, as an adult, Turtles One is my favorite. Movie. Yeah. That movie is so freaking good, and it there are parts of it that, that that still really hold up to this day. Yeah, you know, I really enjoyed listening to you guys talk about that movie because it really is like that movie and this movie are probably my two most watched live action movies as, as a, a kid. As, as a kid, correct. Me too. I, I mean, maybe a year later, a year or two later after those came out, is when I started watching like Terminator Two and RoboCop and more and more action stuff that my parents somehow let me allow me to watch. Um, now. Of course, okay, so so Batman just, like, brought Vicky Vale, and he cracked the code. She's, she just felt her boobs. She was, yeah, she, he, he, he took the film. He's like, you're not going to put any pictures of me with my unmasked face. And any newspaper. I don't think so. Look at that old school fan that's on, like, the, on, like, the file cabinet. It's going to go back in just a second. Look at that. Yeah, oh, jeez. Old school fan. But how long was she out? Like, he must have knocked her the hell out. Bill Cosby got nothing on Batman. Oh, man, no. And also, like, I, what papers do evening editions any, like, anymore? None. Not that I know of. Like, because, I mean, you and me grew up in, like, small town USA. Like, we didn't have, like, like we were lucky to get, like, one paper a week. Just the facts, bro. Just the facts or Chronicle or like I think my town had a one page and the rest of it was all like the the other town's paper. <laughs> Bam. I think like the the news gazette from Champagne was daily. Yeah, it was. But I think that was like one of the only ones around. 
<laughs> oh, Bob the Goon. Always around when Jack needs somebody. And this is a pretty legit cave, by the way. This is like before he's really made it like homey, I guess. He hasn't really feng shui the place yet. I mean, he, he, he's pretty much, he, he's put some shelves, he's put some desks, he's put a computer. So, he, so he can, lazy we, Susan. can we assume then that he's not been Batman for an extremely long amount of time in this movie? Like only I maybe see, a couple months? I No, I'm, I'm assuming he's been around for a year. But it's just, within this movie is, is where people start to see him. You know, because that's always the story of Batman. Like he's he tries to stay in the shadows as much as possible. So like because at the, at the beginning of the movie, he, like like the, it starts rumbling, and I would imagine it would take quite a few months for for the villains to start or from the goons, you know, to start really like getting the word out that there's something out there. Yeah. Now she's really pissed at him because he no showed it to dinner. Yeah, he did. But what she doesn't realize is is that she was. Not that was not the end destination, anyways. Joker had interfered mm -hmm. long before she realized. Mm -hmm. I notice what he said when he walked into the apartment. Plenty of space. Yeah, like it's a pretty big apartment. Oh, she's telling him how it is. Man, he got with her already. Sealed the deal. Well, I mean, cell phones aren't around yet, girl. Can you imagine, like, nowadays, if they remade this movie? You won't even return my text. You must be some kind of, you know. Yeah. I saw you on Facebook. Why weren't you responding? <laughs> you saw the message. I saw it. Yeah. It said scene. Now, this is a really big deal. I mean, this is the first Batman movie, and here he is, you know, more than midway through now. He's going to come clean. He's going to tell her exactly what's going on with him. Yep. And it was all Alfred's idea. Yep. Man, that Alfred, man, he's nothing but trouble. There is, okay, so. Can I just say, I think also, he always picks the worst time to tell people. Do it as Batman. Don't do it as Bruce. I don't believe that shit. <laughs> you know? Well, okay, so Batman Forever has another scene where, where Harvey Dent's like, one of you must be Batman. Tell me who it is. And he's like, Harvey! I'm Batman! Batman! Like, Dude, because everyone they're they're in the circus and there's mass chaos and he's screaming at the top of his lungs, right next to Chase Meridian. Miraculously, no, she can't hear right, a he's, fucking he, word he he's said. He's like right next to Gordon and yeah. all these people. Harvey, I'm Batman. <laughs> you know, Gosh. I cannot wait. Um, as I said, I, I do want to watch all the, especially all the core four '90s movies with you guys. But I can't wait to get to that because yeah, I mean, there's a lot to say. That we're even, we're blending that over into the first movie. Yeah. <laughs> that there's so much to say because because now that we're saying it, we don't necessarily have to say it, and then that one because that way we we, like we can focus on all the other stuff. <laughs> He's like, how hard does it be? I'll, like all I gotta tell her. And hey, face to face, Joker shows up, and then he says the, same, the exact same line here. Lots of space. <laughs> With him is Bob the Goon and Mustache Vinny. This is what I'm going to call him because I don't know what his fucking name is. So here's Batman getting ready to pull the old uh, the old Clint Eastwood from Back to the Future. Yeah. Too. 
But it, like he did it with like that small little metal tray. Silver. Uh, okay. It's a silver tray. Okay. And how long has that popcorn been there? Long time, probably a couple weeks. I mean, oh, you're not talking about my popcorn thing. You're talking on her table. No, yeah, I'm talking on her table. Because that's probably a couple months, actually, to be quite honest. I'm not talking about your popcorn. Without breaking some eggs. Bam! I think that laugh is is, is his most maniacal. The nasally kind of under-his-throat laugh. Mr. <laughs> in the hen house. <laughs> I like this. You know what's funny is that they have that. So they had that music playing the whole time, and it makes you think that it's just the like 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 the score. Yeah, and it's just not from the guy's boombox. Yep. <laughs> Bob the goon. Hey, you guys, check it out. And here comes a uh, badass Bruce Wayne. I know who you are. Okay. <laughs> so. Now this scene, <laughs> um, the scene with Keaton is really like this is like your weird whacked out Keaton from like that like like you think from the eighties, you know? Yeah. Be- because as as Wayne, he's very dark brooding. He he doesn't really raise his voice a lot. And then he's telling the story, and then he kind of goes crazy and he twists it. Right? I mean. I really wish that I kind of wish that he would have gotten a little bit more development in Batman like returns you know because really he's just there (laughs) Beetlejuice pretty much goes right into Beetlejuice the devil with the pale moonlight flashback trigger 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 Oh my prey! <laughs> it, it, and see that tray's not very big. Like, Bruce is a great actor. <laughs> I like that line. Never rub another man's rhubarb. Because nobody says the word rhubarb anymore. No, no. Like I remember my 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 grandmother used to like grow rhubarb and make like rhubarb pie or whatever. Rhubarb pie is awesome. Yes, it is. Absolutely. On the outside. Now, see, okay, like what I'm saying is that um, in Batman Returns, it focuses so much on the Penguin and on Catwoman. And Batman's sort of just there. Yeah. He doesn't have a whole lot of development. Nope. You know, none. Um, Which is why I think, number one, why Keaton declined doing forever. Yeah. Was because he's been there, done that. And... From what I'm understanding is that if Burton were on board, Keaton would have been on board. But when the move, the moment they got rid of rid of Burton, Keaton passed. Ugh. Now look at that big old bullet dent in that. That's gonna leave a bruise, dude. Yeah. Like there's no way that doesn't bruise a rib. And it's a hand. With some dead flowers. Did you notice that they had a uh, earlier on when they were at the at the here here at the news place they had that drawing of the man bat in the suit? Yeah. Did you notice the, the like the signature on that? 
was it Bob Kane? Yeah. It was Bob Kane. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he actually drew that for the movie. I think he did, but I may be wrong by that. Is this microfiche? Are they using microfiche? Thomas Wayne. Dun, dun, dun. If you'd have done your damn job as a journalist, you'd know this. Here's old, here's old Knox, man. Knox is doing all the work. You get none of the credit. I know, man. Or or any of the action. Yeah, he's getting no action, and and honestly, I don't understand why he's not in the second movie. Especially when he starts running from like, if they're gonna do the thing with the penguin, and he's gonna start running from mayor, he 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 should be like like the guy the covering voice, it, the guy covering it, and like the voice of the people. Yeah. You know? Like he should have been at like some of those galas when he was like when like when he bit that guy's nose and everything. That nose bite was always gnarly to me. Oh, dude, and it just gushes, you know. Yeah, my nose. Could be, dude, Penguin really freaked me out when I was a kid. I got in trouble for renting that movie. What? Yeah. Okay, I think what was ninety two. Something like that. Ninety one, ninety two, probably ninety two by the time it came out. Mm-hmm. My parents sent me with my grandparents to go rent a movie film. They told me illicitly, you are not allowed to rent the new Batman. It's too violent. Too much. You don't get to see it. So I went there with my grandparents, and I talked him into letting me rent Batman. I was just like, my parents don't care. That's cool. <laughs> so they rented it for me, and I got it home, and I got in trouble. And then I and then I was I, I cried enough that I got to watch the damn movie, and it wasn't that bad. It was a great movie. Christ. See, around that time, my parents were letting me watch RoboCop. Yeah, different, different. <laughs> career paths here. and then I remember Rob got in trouble once for renting Spawn yeah. oh that's bummer but that is pretty violent I had to take it back you didn't get to watch it yeah. <sighs> how far did you even get into it I don't even think I got to watch any of it yet really so like you didn't even turn it on and it has like all the the, the credits with the hellfire yeah, it was like, I hit the table with my she, boot she found out that I rented it before I, I can't be got to even put it in the VCR did she even know what it was? She had. It must have. Because, I mean... But your mama's like so out of touch. <laughs> Maybe she watched Oprah. Also, uh, Did you have cable by then? No. Oh, okay. Never mind. Well, actually, it would have been on Channel 3 anyway. So maybe she did watch Oprah. But the, the first Turtles movie, I actually got in trouble. And I wasn't able to watch that. Damn. It wasn't because of the movie. It's just because I didn't listen to them. Ah... So, Brandon, do you, do you, I got to ask you this perspective, becoming a parent now, uh-huh. and you think about things that you did, kind of like what Rob just said about, he just didn't listen and then didn't get to watch the Turtles movie film, okay? He didn't listen and got in trouble and, and couldn't watch his movie, and he remembers it to this day. Does that ever play out in your head like... Thinking about when Wyatt's a little bit older, when he maybe becomes a little bit more rambunctious, and you're gonna at some point have to teach him that lesson and take a movie away from him that he's gonna remember when he's like, you know, when he's doing his podcast, when he's doing his, you know, future cast on some sort of, you know, mind network. Dad didn't let me watch Guardians. Yeah, Guardians Two came out, and Dad wouldn't let me watch it, bastard. You know. 
I I really really hate being like the bad guy parent. Oh yeah. See the thing is is that I've one thing that I admittedly need to work on is my patience. Like I have a lot of patience in teaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like right now he he's not at an age where he's understanding. Right? He isn't. So it's like trying to feed him and he just keeps trying to grab the spoon so he gets food everywhere. Tell him no. And he does it again. No. Does it again. No. Does it... I start getting mad. Well, yeah. So, hold on. Really, like, like, really quickly. So, they're walking out of the... Like, like, did they have, like, the Zorro thing in the background? Or was that not in this movie? From the Monarch Theater? I don't know. I don't know if you actually see that they went to see Mask of Zorro. Because cause historically, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. that's what he goes see. I just... I yawned and it is like it's not even it's not even six o'clock yet. Well, your time it's actually almost seven o'clock. Oh yeah, well, yeah. Interstate lag. Interstate lag. Now, okay. The thing is, okay. This betrayal of the killing of the Waynes. They do it and. The way they shoot it, it, it's really cool because it's really obviously like a flashback. Like, they're not necessarily like... The way they just kind of awkwardly stand there and the interaction isn't exactly as, like, you would think a normal people would be. Correct. It's indicative of how, like, adult Wayne is remembering this happening as a kid. Now, how do you like this twist? Because historically in the Batman comics... Joe Chill. Yeah, Joe Chill. Does not the it, Joker. Not the Joker. How, like this pissed some people off. How do you feel about that? Honestly, it's an interesting twist for the era. You know, it's uh, again, it's it's a case of Batman versus Superman with the Martha thing. Mm-hmm. This is a good way to wrap the movie up. He now really, really knows what's what, and now he not only has a reason to stop the Joker because of the people he's harming. But he has a chance to capture and stop his parents' killer. And that's always been a big part of Batman mythology is can he do it? Alfred lets Vicky into the cave. Yep. You busted. Telling you what, man. This Alfred, as much as he's the lovable old grandpa, he just screws everything up, man. Letting all these, letting all these bitches in the, like, into the cave. Now, okay, so at this point he only has one suit. And by the time Batman Batman returns, he is like he he's invested into some other Also, what did Michael Keaton was was it only his Bruce that ever wore the turtlenecks? Yeah. No. Not true. Kilmer's did, did too. Kilmer turtlenecks too. Just in one scene, I'm pretty sure. Kilmer's I don't dislike Kilmer's portrayal. He was a better Bruce. Than he was a Batman. Well, but he was too soft as Batman. He's a different Bruce. True. You know, he's a completely different Bruce. I mean, that that's why, in my opinion, as I said before, these the, these first two films and the last two films, it's almost like there's a divide. Yeah. And, like, you know, if you want to, you can consider them both all, all four in the same universe. I don't. You know what's I, really weird? Huh. DCU, current DCU, could go so far as to... 
consider this a part of the multiverse too. If they decide to ever go that route, and there are different Batman multiverses, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That wouldn't be too far of a stretch for them. Well, I mean, because then you could even include like the Nolan movies. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you wanted to. And now, uh, the one thing that I always wanted to see is that because you know how they've done, um, like the newer comic book for X Men for the '90s. Yeah, uh, X Men '92. How cool would it be to get a, a complete comic book run? Uh, this film they did like did they add more villains and everything to it and they even started like it's got like Harvey's Two-Face with Billy D. Williams kind of look alike the sketch of it's kind of like I, I can't remember who the original chick they were going to get to play Poison Ivy was but they have her face kind of uh, yeah I mean it's it's. I'm pretty sure Batman 89 is a real series or at least they did some sort of mini run with it okay because I would love to see like a full on 50 issue that would be amazing you know like you can bring in all sorts of villains and the thing is the thing that I would do with it is it's keep boom it's keep it tonally like this or or, you know keep it keep it in line because don't go in don't go into the Schumacher era and make it all colorful and all that crap nope keep it the Keaton Batman yeah and then add you know add like where you can add more to it the thing is is that we can't do that now like in the movies, but we can do that in other medium, or even, or how cool would it be to do it like an animated movie with like Keaton coming back to be able to play Batman? That would be awesome, just voicing it. Yeah, just him voicing it, and then, and then I mean, if you could get the funds to get to do it, like how cool would it be to get Jack Nicholson to come back for a flashback and or to do something with Joker where they do like a they do like a sequel to like. Isn't it true though that Nicholson didn't technically like his Joker isn't technically dead, and they always teased that they were thinking about if down the road having him come back. They were going to do, um, in one of the movies they were going to have Harley Quinn be Joker's daughter, and I think that was going to be. I can't remember the name of the damn movie. Batman. So yeah, Batman and Robin, and then it was going to be Batman and. Invisible? Invincible? Oh, uh, uh, um, 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 I'm gonna look that up actually. Yeah, because Nick Cage was tapped on to be the to be the Scarecrow. Um, because they they were planning that while they were making Batman and Robin, and then Batman and Robin tanked so badly that they just they they it it became ostracized, and like almost nobody wanted to put out comic book movies after that because they had felt that like the market had been depleted and. They didn't want to throw the money. Like, you had a couple. You, of course, you had the Spawns. You had Blade. That came out during that, like, downward time. But. Oh, Batman Triumphant. Triumphant. Which was also known as Batman Unchained. was the, pr- the planned sequel to Batman and Robin. The script was written by Mark Protoshevich and Joel Schumacher was signed to direct it. It was canceled right after uh, negative, of course, the fucking advertisement popped up. Uh... After the negative reception of Batman and Robin, some themes from the script were later used in Batman Begins. And it says, George Clooney is Batman, Chris O'Donnell would return, Alfred would return, Nick Cage is Jonathan Crane and the Scarecrow, Courtney Love is Harley Quinn, actress never hired, uh, Jack Nicholson, Danny DeVito, Michelle Pfeiffer, Tommy Lee Jones, and Jim Carrey, respectively, would return in Batman's mind as a result of the Scarecrow's fear toxin. Damn, that's a good-ass idea. You know? 
Uh, but it never happened. Never came to fruition. No, Batman and Robin killed it. I mean, they only had like a year to make that movie. And actually, that the let's talk. I wanted to say that after Returns, the falling out with Tim Burton mm-hmm. and the ending of his run doing Batman essentially set up a negative stigma for comic book movies for a long time before it even had happened. Because if he stays on for retu- forever and it becomes a different kind of movie, we don't know what would have went on thematically if they would have let it get darker and darker and maybe we would have got something really unique and, and special. Instead, they were so afraid of that darkness that they 180'd into this kind of goofy, bizarre, quirky thing. And pe- then people were soured on it. Obviously, from that, the... Uh, Superman Lives movie never gets made. And then, you know, X-Men tonally is only so dark, but it could have been much darker. You know what I'm saying? So these movies really are the cornerstone of, like, uh, the genesis of great comic book movies and also the death of great comic book movies at the same token. Well, okay, I mean, because you could could honestly say that maybe from the Dark Knight until maybe, like, a couple years ago, is probably what would be considered the renaissance of comic book movies. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're still going on now. And they're not... Not to say that they've turned terrible, but... The wow factor has dissipated because how much can you wow people after you've done the same kind of thing over and over and over and over and over again? And we're, and because and it's and it's disappointing because we're just now getting into the DC verse and it's now their turn. Yep. Whereas the MCU has been going on for quite some time. Civil War came out this year. It was good, but it, was it Avenger level good? You know what? After my second watch... I can say I think it was honestly. There, like thematically, Civil War to really full circle the shit out of this. We're not even talking about Batman right now, but uh, Civil War to me on the second playthrough, like the second watch, you connect the dots to things so much better, and you see this story play out from a really dark perspective. You got to think, uh, Zemo does the smartest thing possible. He just makes two sides fight each other and steps out and doesn't really do much. Lex in Batman vs. Superman is consistently trying to start drama and consistently at the forefront of the shit happening, trying to make Batman fight Superman, like really like saying, well, you got to fight him. It's his fault, you know, or whatever, as to where Zemo was like, oh, all I got to do is show proof that that soldier killed Tony's parents and they'll fucking destroy themselves no problem. You know, and I think that the moment where I realized that there's really something different and special to Civil War on my second watch through is mostly in the Black Panther character because he has this great resolve. I mean, he goes from this calm, peaceful, he loves his father, his father is king, he watches his father die in front of him tragically, he goes on this vengeant-filled path where he must just, you know, almost Ghost Rider-esque seek vengeance on the people that have wronged him. And then when he has an opportunity to to stop the dude that essentially caused everything to begin with, he doesn't. He just takes, he just, you know, chokes him out and keeps him alive. You know, and I thought that was really cool because it's showing that he he wants to evolve as a leader and as a person. But, um, God, I love the Batwing in this movie. I had one as a kid. I had the Forever Batman, or Batwing. I had this one, and it got ruined by one of my cousins, and I'll never forgive that person. Not really. I also had the Batman Returns Batmobile that had the sides that popped off. Ooh. And turned into the Bat Missile. That's cool. 
When I was a kid, I used to think that those windshield wipers were like on his lips, going. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I never, I never understood why this like kind of like put him out of action so bad. He yeah, was, he didn't even hit his head, and there's a cut on his head. Well, like, like, because I, I, as as a kid, I guess I, I always thought that she just like drove him into a bunch of like chicken feathers. And this is the inception of the game, cut the rope. <laughs> He gets all these balloons that are spilling gas alerts. You probably don't go to arcades, huh? Um, so much. No, but I know what you're talking about. It's that one game where you gotta like. There's prizes hanging from little ropes, yeah. and you gotta line it up perfectly and we cut took the my rope. Nephew a couple of years back to the uh, one in Circle Center Mall in, in, in Indy, and uh, I, I had a bunch of tokens left, and I was just tossing them into that cut the rope game. And I, 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 I hit my last one, and oh man, I was so close. I think I was hanging on by a thread. It was like a $500 GameStop gift card. Why didn't you go back for more? I didn't have any more money. Man. I know. He stole my balloons. I, I love this. He's he, heartbroken. He, oh, he is. He, he's just... <laughs> Things he can't even name it. Bob Gunn. Of course, Bob's like, "Here you go, boss." Boom! You're dead. Boom! And see, they have like these random goons that, like, like that one guy that was like just talking. They said, "Get out of here." I want to say that he's involved in like the last, like, he's like one of the last goons that are in the tower. Yeah. I want to say so. Oh, they did this thing with the moon. And the bat symbol. Yes. That's cool. <laughs> did my cat just startle you? That was awesome. They do a lot of really cool stuff with this movie for the time, you know. I do... Okay. So they made a big deal about the Ben Affleck Batman shooting off missiles and guns. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> As you just are, saying. You, well, you're not saying anything. You're just no, holding your hand. No, I up. know. I'm just, I'm pointing at the TV because it's exactly what he, I mean, look. Nicholson's about to pull out this gigantic <laughs> fucking gun. Pistol. That pistol with like the three foot. And Batman it. is openly shooting at him with two Gatlin guns. And somehow has the worst aim ever. This guy's, it's like he went to the Stormtrooper school. Of like, of like how to shoot. Yeah, he misses. So he like, cause okay, so you could you could honestly say that that most of these guys that he's trying to like shoot, okay, so they don't die. And granted, you could say that we don't necessarily know if Ben Affleck's Batman killed anybody per se. I and mean, some of them maybe just gruesomely injured. And here we go. He's gonna pull it out. Here's that pistol. The Johnson uh, pistol. Oh man, I love that gun. And he doesn't need to kill him. He just needs to take the bat wing out, which he does. Engines whirring. I, I, I love subtitles, by the way. I do too, Brando. We never even, I don't think, talked about that. Dixie Carter, terrorist. <laughs> Is that on an episode of NXT? Yeah. It was after um, Asuka won the title. The first night she defended. And whoever she defended against when they were showing replays before that or something of NXT. Yeah. Dixie Carter, terrorist. And that and that's not what was said on... Not even close. Dude, it had nothing to do with it at all. There was nothing that even sounded remotely like Dixie Carter or terrorist. And I went and went ahead and tweeted at Hulu. 
And they actually said that someone on their production team was going to get on fixing that error. I never went back to the episode to see if they fixed it. I like how he still has that gigantic gun. He's, he's all like... Doesn't he like... He, he collapses the gun down. I think so. So we have this big cathedral. I, I want to say I heard that the end of this movie was entirely rewritten while they were making the movie. Really? Because Nicholson and somebody, Nicholson and, I don't know who exactly went, Nicholson and Burton or something went to like a, a, a play, a Phantom of the Opera over in England while and, they were making the movie. Oh. And they had the big showdown. So then they wanted to do something like that for Batman and Joker. Dope. This is a giant final game of cat and mouse. Oh yeah. And Batman has already won and he has no I and Joker has no idea, you know? And it's all timing. This part in some ways startled me too. You know, the bell falling. Oh yeah. And stuff. You're just like shit. I hope that doesn't kill me. I like how he like like hits his shin on the damn pews. Yep, yeah, there he collapsed the gun. Move along now, move along. Boom, oh. Hit his shit on all those pews. Knocks them all down. He's like, what is that? That's a bizarre noise I wasn't expecting to hear. That can't possibly be the Batman. He must, He couldn't have survived that plane crash with that bat plane. I like how he has to like totally like bend his head back to look up. He's like, hold on. And actually, I'm pretty sure that the movies, uh, the movie Batman, uh, and eventually him being able to turn his head in the Dark Knight, inspired the New 52 look to where he could, because also in the comics, even though he would move his head, that was not something that they even thought about in the design. You know, you just, oh, it's his neck. He can move his neck. Yeah, well, see, the one in the comics, is, it's, it's more cloth. Ridden also than it true. Is, like, armor or like, or like the big, or like the rubberized look they made for the movie. So what do you think of the new Adam West era animated movie they're coming out with? What? You didn't know about that? No. So they're, yeah, Adam West, Burt Ward, and somebody else from the original 60s, they're all coming back for a 60s style animated movie that's coming out in November. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Like the commercial I saw for it, like Adam, Adam West Batman and Burt Ward's Robin, they're like tied to like uh, some sort of conveyor that's going into this fire pit. And then like they, they kind of, you know, get out of it like they normally, you know. Yeah. Hijinks. So they've already got a trailer for it or something? Yeah, something like that. It's out. Well, we should maybe watch that after this movie film and we wrap up Foodies Watching Movies. I tell you, Foodies Watching Movies is really interesting because we're so much foodies. Like, like Veronica and I are so into food. And then when we come on this show, we like 80% talk about movies and don't really talk about food other than like, oh, we ate that. It was great, you know? <laughs> um, and I'm try I've been trying to find out a way to maybe do like some live videos from Facebook of us cooking, but we haven't really figured the logistics. Eventually, you know, I want to, I do want to save up some money and I, I do want to make it to where Game Addicts is always 100% filmed. That would be awesome. You said, you said you guys wanted to possibly do Twitch streaming too. Yeah, like see, the, the first step is to just be able to capture our, our audio and video at the same time and put that up, right? 
And then the next step would be to get a bigger space and do live streaming. But if we do that to live stream it, you'd have to have some sort of like schedule. And that would mean that we would be doing weekly shows and there's not a, like there's not a whole lot of news. Especially right now. Yeah, as we were talking about. Right. I mean, there isn't a there there is some, but it's like not not enough that I really care to talk about. And like both me and Mike, we go through spurts of collecting. It's like Hey, I got some extra money this week, so I'm gonna go and check out some stuff. That was and terrible CGI lighting, by the way. It was. It was pretty bad. And there's here's a good shot of him like. Does like, he have spit really on his face? No, that's supposed to be blood. Oh. But we uh, we go through spurts of collecting, so it's like there are times where there's like all summer. Like I think I've bought like a until the end of the summer when I bought like quite a few games. I didn't. I think I bought two games. Dang. And since then, I've bought three games: the the DS or 3DS thing, and stuff I bought today. So it it it's through spurts, but it would be really neat for you to be for you guys to be able to get like some sort of setup where you can where you can film like a whole like um, you know like a kitchen portion of it while having the movie in the background. Or, yeah, like where you have the movie on, but maybe have it like the volume turned down, to where you can still talk about it. But you guys are in the kitchen. You're cooking. You know, ultimately, I could just take microphones into the kitchen and just have them in there while we're cooking, and then just like look. I mean, the kitchen to the living room setup here is actually really nice. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty. You know, you can look right in and watch pretty much anything that's on TV on my smaller TV since my bigger one broke. Did you notice that it's over here? I saw it. What? Yeah, uh, one of the capacitors blew. I got to get it fixed. That sucks. Yeah, me and Dad are gonna try to fix it when we get a chance. Um. But what I was going to say is that, like, since most of the time, if it, it, it all depends on what you're cooking. If, if something's going to take hours to cook, you, it's not a really good idea for that. But, like, if you're going to be, like, in the... If, if the whole process of cooking and eating is, like, the length of a movie, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. Because then you can have, a, like, a, a really good mix. And, again, you know, it's like, you and me, we did the riff track before, so this isn't anything different. You know... And and that's one you know it, it did kind of suck that time didn't really work out where we didn't where we couldn't make the wings, talk about the wings, but we talked about some wings. Yeah, and those were delicious, by the way, from WrestleMania weekend. Oh, yeah. I like how he's just messing with her, and again, hers. She's like she's gonna have so much PTSD from this. <laughs> she's just like a limp. Oh, yeah, Is this Blade? See, I just thought this was a big up, jacked up Ray Charles. Or is this Don Cheadle? I love the kind of circusy music. Mm -hmm. for, yeah, for the fight, it definitely works. It's it's awesome that through how everything kind of played out, it was like I said in the earlier part of this podcast. You and I wanted to do this at some point on Journey into Comics as a riff track, and then Foodies kind of took off and it started its own thing, and it just kind of plugged in nicely. So something we intended on doing anyways, we still got to do. Yeah. Just under a different banner and a little bit of a little bit of a different flow to the show. I think. I mean, uh, I hope that with our podcast, everyone has its own kind of feel and flavor, and it's not just the same us talking you know so far i, I kind of feel like they're sort of becoming that and, and honestly for journey to wrestling I, I think patrick had a lot to do with that yeah he definitely evolved our our style i wish he would have been there for the building thing damn it <laughs> uh, I, I can't wait for him to to hear that um 
But you know, it's it, it's all a part of each each podcast kind of having its own ebb and flow, and and I think it's it's for you know that's really cool reason why I'm glad that he came in because it wasn't just me and you talking about wrestling. I kind of feel like we've had a couple different fluid episodes because of circumstances. Like we had Wes on, so that was a uh-huh. bit different. We had Tony on, on that one time. That, different. that was a different show. Plus, we were live at Villains Con, mm-hmm. but not you know. Live, live. No, 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 no. It, it wasn't the GIC live. It, this was like live in their little game room where they were have like game tournaments. We just had like a table off the side where we were just hanging out. Um, I I like how she's like turned the tables on him, and like she's like kissing him and loving on him, and he's just like, huh? You like me? Wait, wait, what? <laughs> he doesn't know what to say. He's like freaked out. I can only imagine what my parents thought of when they saw her go down. Yeah. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> I love this 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 whole exchange. Cuz I mean in any iteration, okay, other than maybe the dark night like like and even then so like Joker's not someone who is very physically capable against Batman. No. Like it, it, it's it like it that last fight is not something that's ever really like physically impressive. It's always like this. It's it, it's like the, this the chattering teeth after he gets punched. Was that a uh, Beetlejuice had chattering teeth? Yeah. I like how he punched him in the in the armor and hurt his hands. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, does uh, do you think he knows um, that that he knows that Wayne? Is do you notice him? it, Brando? The slight, like, almost like echo effect on the visual with Joker. Did you notice that just then? Hmm. Watching like his hair movement. It looks like there's like a 80s effect sometimes on him. It's really weird. The way the light is here with that blue. And yeah. With that, with that. There are times where it definitely has that Cesar Romero look here. Like when the when the camera's pointing down on top of Joker where he has that more of that pinkish look to it. Yeah. Right here. Yeah. <laughs> He's nuts, dude. I love it. Now, but well, well, what I was saying is like, do you think that Joker now then realizes that 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 Batman is Bruce, or or, or, or was he just saying I killed a lot of people? I no, was a kid when I killed your parents, I he <laughs> said he said directly like I was a kid when I I was a kid when I he knows he remembers, he's figured it out too, which is mythos in the Batman history that's not necessarily true joker doesn't necessarily know that bruce is batman right but i mean considering that for this film they changed that and gave them legitimate history from the past was yeah it makes it to me it to me it makes sense because jack's not a dumb person you know i mean like what like what do they say like he, he was like he like he's like a chemist yeah he's a chemist he's you know and so he's like he's not an idiot like granted i mean as a joker he's insane but He's, in, he, he's he's not a fool. Like, I would imagine that he's killed a lot of people in his time, 
But if someone's specifically saying, you killed my parents, and he knows who he's killed. I love that shot, by the way. Oh, yeah, with the gargoyle? Well, before that, there was the there was a look on Keaton's face that I always just love. It's just this... Di- this fucking determined look like, I got you, you son of a bitch. And then he fires the, the grapple, you know, grappling gun. <clears throat> and you done fucked up. Cause I love how, like, there's such drama with him holding on to that, to that ladder. How he's like... He's trying. With it, like, he knows he can't climb, and the music, and it's like... It's very operatic, you know, to... It, to go back to that, what I was talking about. With, with yeah, with Phantom, yeah. It's like, you know what's going to happen, and it's the build-up, and it's the the fall. Now, if they, if you're telling me that they're doing a thing where Joker lived through that... Well, you got to think, though, Joker might be technically undead-dead because of what he went through. Mm. I mean, that's that whole, you know... You, I, I have learned in the laws of superhero movies that when just when you think you can explain, well, that had to clearly kill somebody, that they can go, well, no, it clearly didn't because this happened and this happened. So you always got to look at the, you know, he might not. It should have crushed his bones. He should be more. Honestly, it shouldn't look like that. He should not have made a dent in the cement. No, it should have like... He would have been a billion of little pieces. I love that little laugh, like laughing ticker. Yeah. That always used to kind of freak me out a little bit. <laughs> Especially with the like the gone look in his face. And, and how like he... They, 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 they clearly with the makeup of the blood and, and like indicate that he split his head open when he landed. Yeah. Hey dude, your PS4 is going to go into rest mode in 10 minutes because of power saving settings. Yeah, I know. Monarch Theater, by the way. Yeah, hey, what do you know? Tied it all back around. And then there's, it looks like uh, Arkham. I want to say his name's Jebediah Arkham. Or Jeremiah. Jeremiah Arkham. Jebediah. Jebediah Springfield. (laughs) (laughs) From The Simpsons. (laughs) So is this supposed to be like later on that night? Because there's a lot of people out. Yeah. And for like a press event. And and she's like in a suit all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Was this like the next day or this morning? So, okay, so it has to be like really early that morning. Yeah. Race again. So here's your answer about how long he's been Batman. Because they don't even have the signal yet. Yeah. Legitimately, Brando, if I was rich, I would buy one of these. (laughs) I've never... Except for it would not look that good. (laughs) See, I've never really understood how well a real-life bat signal would look in the sky. Not that good. You know, I mean, obviously they're doing it for for like for a film effect. Maybe on a cloud, if you could get a cloud. Mm-hmm. But you got to think, what reflective surface is in the sky? Hey, look, a nice old school. Hey, like, did they rob that car from like the night from you know, from Batman and Robin? No, Batman Forever, bro. He got that directly out of the garage from Batman Forever. Oh, yeah. Do me. 
That's totally a British car too. Wish they filmed this in Britain, and I think I mentioned that earlier. Like they 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 filmed it on like their close set. Right? Well, you said that they went to to the Phantom of the Opera while they were in London. So yeah, you mentioned. So yeah, it. they they filmed it on on like their sound stage and stuff like there. Because then, and for Batman Returns, I think they filmed that in like America soundstage, and it it was a bit different feel. I always love this part with it, just it's climbing up the buildings. The silhouette at the end. Like the music and everything, it just fits perfectly. Great little miniature scale models they painted nicely. Yeah, man. I mean, they look really, really amazing for being mini scale models. And then get the like the bells in the background. Such an iconic. And then the movie's over, folks. And then it goes right into the Batman march. Yeah. Well, uh, let's go ahead and I guess I'm the only one here to wrap this thing up officially. So I want to thank Silent Rob for being mostly silent. You brought some input to the episode. Brando, thank you for coming on to Foodies Watching Movies Episode 2. It has been it was a good, pleasure. It was good to have you on this. Uh, I don't know what your guys' uh, timetable schedule of getting out of Dodge is. but uh, uh, I don't know yet. Um, well, that's nice news. We can hang around. I mean, literally, I was planning on being here a lot later. So. Well, we can hang out. Yeah, I got nothing. I got We can game and hang in the comic, whatever. It doesn't matter. But, guys, thank you for checking out Foodies Watching Movies Episode 2. You can get us on social media at Foodies Watching Movies on Instagram. Search Foodies Watching Movies on Facebook. Uh, you can also do Film Foodies on Twitter to get the live tweet. Poor boy is going to be live tweeting this movie, uh, I'm guessing, tomorrow. Or maybe in the past he's already done it, depending on when this actually goes up. It might have already happened, but for us, it hasn't yet happened. Again, I want to thank Silent Rob and Brando for coming on the show. You guys were awesome. Uh, thanks to V, who had to take off a little bit early. We miss her. We'll see her on Episode 3. And until next time, I'm Nate. Thanks for listening.